0: It's October. <laughs> October. <laughs> Hooray! October, the most boring of months for you. That's the same as every other month. <laughs>
1: they all look the same. Um. Oh. do you wear fun underwear no oh. <laughs> <laughs> i have a few pairs just curious but only because i just like this very specific like fit yeah and whatever color it is i don't really care yeah. as long as it's like the same fit yeah so i have a few i have some that have dinosaurs on them yeah oh yeah i've seen those <laughs> yes yeah i was wearing pants with holes in them yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep classic
0: classic
1: no, of my underwear are just black.
0: <laughs> I think I would rather have fun socks than fun underwear, honestly.
1: Yeah. I just don't, like really I
0: don't really care what they look like. Care as long as they're comfortable. Anything under there. Yep. I I'm barely not care at it.
1: about what people can see. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. You know, whatever makes you happy. I edited the Pink Panther episode. Yes. And so, a fine job you did. Thank you. And so I know that I have been exposed to it, I guess, double. You know, I watched the movie. Yeah. We recorded the episode. Yeah. I edited it. Yeah, but it's almost triple. Yeah.
0: Watched it, talked about it, listened to us talk about it. Yeah. Yes.
1: And I understand why it lives in your brain. Because it lives in my brain now. Yeah. Like, just his accent. Yeah. I and was it, like... walking around my house this morning going, Fune, 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 Fune. Right, like, is it a good movie? <laughs> no. No. No, but there's is something about. Is it a memorable about... movie? Yeah, there's something about his accent that yes. is just like in my brain now.
0: Yeah, it just it gets to <laughs> there's something wrong with your fin. <laughs> my what? Fin. My, fin? <laughs> yes, <you're> fin. <laughs> oh, my fin? Yes, your fin. Oh, my phone! Yes, that is what I said. Your fin. <laughs> of <laughs> course, I am all right. <laughs> I know. See, so I know. Imagine just watching it 50 <laughs> times as a child, and it's not. <laughs> it's I don't. Buried I in didn't there. even
1: like it, honestly. <laughs> but. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I just understand, Mm -hmm. I think, now. Yeah. Yeah. Gets in there. Wiggles its way. Speaking of movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this podcast is about. What? I'm Bucket Snake.
0: Oh, I'm Meat Wedge.
1: And here we are. Here we are. Doing this podcast. It's called Replay Rewind. We're gonna watch a movie. No, we're gonna talk about a movie that we haven't seen in a long time. And try and remember what it's about. And then we will go watch it. And then we will come back. And then we will tell you about it. And then we will give you some information on how it was made and, you know, other interesting shit like that. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's it. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. So I have a question for you. Ask away.
0: Did you ever. I mean, I already know the answer is yes. So the question more is what. But oh. when you were in school, did yeah. you ever have to, like, memorize and then recite? like a thing yeah like what what things did you have to memorize in school
1: um hang on and
0: do you still remember them i'm not asking you to recite them here because that would take a while but well do you still remember them
1: we the people in order to form a more perfect union <laughs> well, of course Establish justice and secure domestic tranquility mm-hmm. provide for the common defense promote the general welfare and yeah Secure the blessings of liberty mm-hmm. for ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this constitution for the United States of America.
0: I'm pretty sure they leave a part out.
1: Oh, like there's an, an another yeah. line in the preamble. Yeah, that they yeah. just were like, doesn't fit in the song. <laughs> Cut it. Yeah, no, when I was in eighth grade, eighth fucking grade, I'm almost 34 and I still remember this. Yeah. Um yeah, we had to memorize that song. Yeah. And then our teacher took us out in the hallway one by one so that we didn't have to sing in front of the class. Oh, that's nice. But she made us sing it in front of her to prove that we had memorized it.
0: I see, that's really funny because in the fourth grade I remember memorizing the preamble. Yeah. And one girl was like, Can I do the school of rock version?
1: And oh. so she sang it instead.
0: Nice. And my teacher was like, I guess. <laughs> I guess. She's like, if you want to. But yeah, she's like, I just I don't know. I just remember it better that way. So she's yeah. saying and she just got up in front of everybody. It's like, she should not give shit.
1: Oh, nice. Um, yeah,
0: that was fourth grade. Yeah. What else? That's pretty short. Yeah. What else you got? I mean. Anything else in there?
1: Not really because that's not really how my brain works. I mean, I'm sure I did. I just can't think of anything. Like we, when I was in hair school, we did a lot of like, um, what's the word? Like m- mnemonics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you like associate like a little song or yeah. whatever with Because we had to memorize all the different types of nail diseases that I just don't Mm. care about. Um, But no, that's really the one I can remember the best. Okay. I mean, you know, like, multiplication tables. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I had to do the preamble. I also had to do, also in fourth grade, uh, Paul Revere's Ride. Oh. Like, that poem. Yeah. Which I remember most of it.
1: And then in... Oh, I did have to memorize a poem because when I was in... Spanish Honor Society, Yeah, we did competitions, which I don't remember what they were called, but we would, like, drive to a place to compete.
0: At memorization?
1: Um, Or at Spanish? (laughs) at at Spanish things. There were different, like, things that you could enter in to do. Yeah. And I memorized a poem and had to, like, recite it. Like, with the proper, you know, like, inflection and emotion that you would recite a poem. Right. Um, Yeah, that was weird. I forgot that. Huh. I did that. I didn't win. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Sorry for your lots. It was a poem by Pablo Neruda. That's all I remember. I don't remember which poem it was. Nice.
0: Yeah. I also had to do, I think in the 10th grade maybe. Had to memorize the speech from Julius Caesar. Like, friends, Romans, countrymen, Um, lend me your ears. I come not to praise (laughs) Caesar but to vary him, the good that men do no the evil that men do lives after them the good is often teared with their bones so let it be with caesar and then just like blah blah blah, blah oh, about okay. how like caesar was a righteous man or whatever yeah so i had to do that one what like what kind of like what what's the point yeah why do you need <laughs> it doesn't to know prove that? that you know anything it no. just proves that you can remember and some people's brains just don't work that way yeah
1: i mean i i was never good at very good at memorizing like such specific things like yeah. that you had to, like, um. get it
0: right. And it's like, what what does this prove?
1: Yeah. What,
0: what are you testing for?
1: Oh, yeah. It's just really strange. I only understand things if I can, like, string them together. Yeah. Like, I think that's why I liked history. Because of, at least the teacher I had in high school was less about, like, memorizing dates and things like that as more, like, just understanding, like, why things happened or how they happened or, you know.
0: Yeah, one thing leading to another leading to another. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That stuff's easier. I can't for memorize sure. for shit.
0: No, I off and on because i used to be a lot better at it like movie quotes and things like that stick in my brain really well yeah not a, not so much anymore but they just like get stuck in there but then like performing and standing up and having to do it in front of people is like okay it's not that i don't know it yeah can i write it down you know yeah. like i just i can't look at these people they're looking at me especially in <laughs> high school you know just want like it's nerve-wracking i had to give I mean, some forget speeches. everything yeah same growing up, but
1: i had it in front of me I yeah had to memorize i did it. have to do
0: in drama class in middle school we had to give a monologue and that had to be memorized we had to like write one and then make a mask for it and oh. then deliver it
1: that yeah. sounds fun yeah my drama teacher sucked <laughs> well so did mine anyway <laughs> not the point this Just yes. the thing we had to do all right so why are we memorizing so. Well, because
0: uh, this week in in our continuation of, you know, fall spooky type movies, we're talking about Labyrinth. Nice. And she keeps trying to memorize. I don't know if it's for a play or if it's just for fun. Yeah. But she's trying to memorize this one thing and she keeps getting the last line wrong. Oh. Where she says, you have no power over me. Yeah. She can't fucking remember it.
1: Huh. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I remember like the big things about Labyrinth, but it's been a really long time since I've seen it. Tell me what you remember. Remember, Jennifer Connelly is the girl. Yes. And David Bowie is the Goblin King. Yes. And all of the Muppets are Jim Henson. And very cool. Mm -hmm. It's, um, like her, is she babysitting? Her parents aren't home. Right. And then her baby brother won't stop crying. And so she just, like, wishes that he would go away. So the Goblin King comes and takes him. And Mm -hmm. then she has to go get him out of the labyrinth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That's but, pretty much it. Yeah, I don't remember, like, that kind of detail mm-hmm. about w- things that she says. I just remember, like, the only image I have in my head is, like, of being on stairs. Yeah. And she, like, looks up at him. Yeah. And they're, like, talking. But I don't remember much past that. Huh.
0: I saw it last year. Oh, nice. Um, One of the bars around here, the Burl had played it outside on a projector which was really cool
1: yeah
0: um and i went with one of my friends and he'd never seen it so we went and saw it for the first time for him but so it's it's fairly fresh in my brain yeah Mm -hmm. she's the opening scene is her just like in a field and trying to remember this
1: i don't remember what her name is i don't either is she wearing a nightgown the whole time no she's dressed okay
0: she does wear like a ball gown at some point but she has clothing on what is her name that is gonna bother me uh lydia something like that her little brother's name is toby oh cute and there's yeah there's just a lot of really cute puppets in it yeah she meets like a giant rock monster named ludo cool and there's like a gremlin-y type dude named hoggle nice who's like keeps helping her out but then also david bowie like the goblin king is like betray her and he's like okay because he oh. like, kind of has to because he like yeah. works for him um <laughs> okay there's a tiny, there's a scene <laughs> that I love like so much where um uh, you've probably seen it just because I use a screenshot all the time where she's like asking this tiny worm for help and he's uh. like who me no I'm just a worm
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so cute that's me um who me no I'm just a hairdresser I'm just a worm
0: but yeah there's just so many like cool
1: creatures yeah.
0: yeah they meet like a fox man who rides on a an an English sheepdog yeah. named Ambrosius. Ooh. I don't even remember what the fox dude's name is, but his <laughs> dog's name is Ambrosius, and he's always yelling at him. Nice. That's great. So yeah, she has to get through the labyrinth.
1: Yeah. On time. Is it spooky, do you think?
0: Yes. And yeah. there's a scene for sure, like, there's one scene where it's just like, what? Because she meets these creatures that just sing a song. It has nothing to do with the plot. They just it they, doesn't advance it at all.
1: They just sing about sharing pizza. They
0: just sing, yeah. And uh, <laughs> how important it is. They just sing like a crazy song and then they start taking their heads off oh. and like tossing them to each other. Oh. And she's just like, what is happening? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Lydia is not her name, but I cannot remember what it is, which is so mm. silly. His name is Jareth.
1: Yeah. That was in my brain somewhere. hmm And
0: jennifer connelly yep and her giant eyebrows yes they look so good in this movie
1: i love jennifer connelly yeah she's great yeah
0: that's all i remember
1: cool well we're gonna watch it yeah while we're doing that while you're listening to our interlude music go on head over to patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast give you some bonus episodes check it out see what we got and we'll be good. Well that was a fucking amazing movie. Oh, get it, Maze? Do yeah, you get it? Yeah, I get it. I don't mean it in like it was I, amazing because I, honestly it was uh, a mess. Yeah. It was just a movie about a maze. Yes. That's all I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I get it. Yes. I get oh.
0: <laughs> Wait, I get it. Now Absolutely. I get it. Okay. I get it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> yeah 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 i uh jumping ahead a little bit but
1: yeah
0: i've always held this movie in like a, a fairly up middle upper middle regard yeah, <laughs> Not yeah. A high regard but i'm like yeah labyrinth is good
1: yeah i don't know if it is i don't i don't think that it is i think it is visually interesting mm-hmm. but i yeah i don't think that the movie itself is uh that great i don't i don't think so We might get some angry emails about it. Maybe so. I mean, it's uh, a classic. For sure. I don't know if it's good. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Anyway, the IMDb says 16-year-old Sarah is given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth and rescue her baby brother Toby when her wish for him to be taken away is granted by the goblin king Jareth. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty much what I said (laughs) when we were talking. (laughs) Yeah. Just.
0: Yeah, that's the part that you got. minutes ago, yes. And it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the filler, but yeah, that's. Yeah. That's what happens.
1: Yep. Pretty much the whole thing. All right. <laughs>
0: well. Yeah. I do like, you know, because even before I started you know, when it's on the like title screen on whatever it's app on this was on. Netflix, yeah. Yeah. And uh it's like top billed actors. David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly, Frank Oz. So it's yeah. like there's two people in it and then it's just Muppet people. Right. Not that Frank Oz isn't like a super talented actor. Right. But it's just funny that like any Jim Henson movie is just like person
1: muppet people (laughs) yes i mean they're the stars i know and it's great especially in this movie yeah yeah
0: the opening credits is like a cg owl that probably looked dope as hell yeah in 1985 yeah 1986 it doesn't look so good anymore no but you know
1: that's fine yeah they did their best yeah it's it's fine yeah it's 1985 exactly they could have used a puppet but it's fine yeah puppet would have been better
0: but this was like one of the first times that like cgi animals got used in a movie and yeah so everybody was like real stoked about it cool so it's fine yeah cool and we learned that all the songs were composed and performed by david bowie who which is also, <laughs> also exciting yeah including the banger that we're listening to during the opening credits yeah it's only forever it's not long at all i've been listening to the soundtrack a lot hell yeah so
1: yeah, that song also sets up the movie to just be like super eighties. Yes,
0: super eighties and a little creepy. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm pretty sure, yeah, this one's got the lines that like, "Don't tell me love hurts, little girl. It hurts yeah. like hell." It's yeah. just like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we get through all the credits and the CGI owl turns into a real owl, uh, and that's actually pretty tight. Like yeah, the yeah. transition from one to the other is like, whoa.
1: Yes. And then we see Jennifer Connolly. Mm-hmm. Looking all cute, wearing a big dress and a flower crown. Yeah. And she's like reciting some lines. And she's just out in a field by herself. Well, with out her dog. On a lawn. Marlin. Yes.
0: Her sheepdog, Marlin.
1: Yeah. That dog needs an Edward Scissor Hens special
0: one. <laughs> At least the banks. You can't see she. <laughs> she's reciting, Give me the child. Through dangers untold and hardships unnumbered, I have fought my way here to the castle beyond the Goblin City to take back the child that you have stolen. For my will is as strong as yours, and my kingdom as great. Thunder. And then she's like, and my kingdom is great. My it! I can never remember the last line. And she has to look it up. She pulls out her little book, which is called The Labyrinth, and looks it up. And the last line is, you have no power over me.
1: Yeah, and she reads it, and then the thunder gets louder, Mm -hmm. and the nearby clock tower chimes, and it's 7pm, and she's late, and she yells to her dog Merlin, and they run off. Just as they start running away, the rain starts pouring, mm-hmm. the owl is watching, I mm-hmm. don't know why he's awake while the sun is out, yeah. <laughs> saxophone is wailing, Yeah. and Sarah and Merlin run all the way through the town, basically. Yeah, it is. Like, it takes why, forever. Why is she all the way out there, anyway? To get away from her terrible home life right yeah i mean
0: we're about to see the conditions that she lives in and i don't know how she stands it even for one minute (sighs) it is rough yeah so it's just like increasingly raining like harder and harder as they get home so by the time they do get home they are pretty soaked yeah and she says it's not fair as she crosses the street and gets to her house which i'm like what isn't fair
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and there's a woman standing on the porch who looks very angry Mm mm-hmm well, she looks upset. I wouldn't say that. She doesn't look, like, scary angry. No, she's that's just, like, true.
0: She's just, like, you know, hands
1: on hips. Yeah. yeah.
0: Disappointed, like, exasperated.
1: And she's like, you're an hour late. Mm-hmm. You know, get you need to get in the house because we're going to be late. And um, Sarah is like, all right, come on, Merlin. And the lady's like, no, you're going to have to put the dog in the garage because he's wet.
0: Yeah, he's soaked and muddy. Like... You don't yeah. bring that dog into my house. No. But she's like, it's pouring. And she's like, put him in the garage. And so she's like, all right, Marlon, go yeah. to the garage. She huffs into the house. And the lady is like still talking to her. You know, she's like, you're an hour late. You, Your father and I don't go out very often. And Sarah's is like,
1: only every weekend. Yeah. And she says, I only ask you to babysit if it doesn't interfere with your plans. Mm-hmm.
0: But Sarah's like, how would you know what my plans are? You never ask me anymore. And the lady is like, well, I assume you would tell me if you had a date. In fact, I would like it if you had a date. You should have dates at your age. And I'm like, there are other plans yeah, besides you dates. can do stuff besides going on dates. Like, she's a teen girl. Just allow her to have her imagination and hang out with herself. That is pla Even if it's not important to you, it's important to her. You should still right. ask her what she's up to. Yeah. Even if it's not a date. Also, can't imagine... Either of my parents in high school being like, I wish you would go on a date. (laughs) We're so
1: not into that. I think, though, a little bit, to be fair, if she is supposed to be 16. Yeah. I do think that she is like living in the world of a 12 year old. She is. And I think. She needs to grow up a little bit. She doesn't need to go on a date to be grown up, but I'm taking that as what her stepmom means as of, like, I wish that you would, like, get out in the world rather than being in your yeah. 12-year-old imagination brain.
0: Or just, like, hang out with somebody. Yeah. Or,
1: yeah. Make that's, friends. That's true. She yeah. should
0: hang out with other people. However, the point still stands that Sarah's plans are Sarah's plans. Right. And so she should ask her if she has plans, whether or not her stepmom considers them plans.
1: I mean she's so contrary though i feel like her stepmom could be like do you have any plans and she'd be like no oh yeah she
0: sucks (laughs) like straight up
1: yeah so sarah's father comes in carrying a baby and he's like thank goodness you're home we were so worried Mm -hmm. and of course she's like
0: oh yeah i can't do anything right right (laughs) he stomps off to her room and slams the door (laughs) and her stepmom is like yeah me neither apparently she's like no matter what i say to her she treats me like a wicked stepmother yeah and she's not wrong her dad's like i'll go talk to her yeah and he's holding this crying baby this is the opposite of baby's day out this baby is crying the whole movie
1: yes that's all he does it's his thing i know and it upsets me yeah so then we see
0: in sarah's room and you're right it's like you know i'm i'm always i'm constantly torn between like there's no right age for anything like if you like it if it makes you happy then you should do it and also like grow up (laughs) a little bit
1: Yeah, it's just, like, there is a line with, like, is this because, you know, you enjoy these things, or are you using this as escapism? Yeah, are you stuck in this, and you're not, yeah, moving on and making new connections
0: and growing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we see her room is full of, like, toys and books and stuffed animals, and I have never noticed this. I think this is the first time I have ever watched this on, like, any kind of high-definition. Yeah. Cuz I noticed a lot more things that I'd never noticed before watching it. Yeah. I mean, the last time I watched it was on a projector outside. Oh. So.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: But uh there's you see like the little fox with the eye patch mm. that we meet later, like yeah. Sir Didymus. And apparently there are a lot of things around her room. Like her bookends look like Hoggle. Like the in her room. little yeah, the little like music box that she has that has like a little princess is wearing like the dress that she wears oh, later. Yeah. And there also is a scrapbook that's open. And there are pictures of her mom with a man who looks suspiciously like David Bowie. Apparently, her mom—I don't know if she like ran. I mean, her—you know—she's got a stepmom, so it's been a while. But yeah. her mom left. You know, her mom and dad got divorced, and her mom married this man who looks like David Bowie, which makes it even weirder.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm making this face. I know.
0: Makes it even weirder that then Jareth looks like her mom's new husband.
1: Yeah, like that's
0: gross. It is. It, it would It would be better, almost, if she was just like, I idolized David Bowie, and then Jareth looked like David right, Bowie, yeah. as opposed to, like, my mom's new husband.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. At least it's not her own dad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's, you know, it's a man <laughs> she's not related
0: to, technically. Uh, and I mean, I guess if she, like, put him on this pedestal of, like, because they're both actors, like, she, her mom and her, you know. Yeah, this man or like both actors, and she put him on this like cool guy pedestal, and you know she's like, I'm trying to figure out like my sexuality and like my sexual attraction, and like that's all growing, and she's like, here's this guy that I know that's like cool, yeah, and attractive, yeah, and my mom likes him, but it's just like there's so much sexual tension in this movie, and so it's kind of weird that her stepdad or whoever, yeah, ends up being anyway, anyway, yeah, that's fucked up. Cool. Sarah has, like, kind of already disappeared back into her make-believe world. She's, like, dried off and changed clothes, and she's sitting in front of her mirror, and she's, like, putting lipstick on and reciting, I think, working on the labyrinth and like, trying to get the words right or whatever, yeah. but talking about things like that. She's wearing a crown, and her dad knocks on the door and tries to talk to her. He's like, Sarah, can I talk to you? And she yells at him, she slams her lipstick down on her desk. There's nothing to talk about. You better hurry or you're going to be late. Yeah. All he wants to say is, like... I just want to let you know that we've already fed Toby and we put him to bed and so we're leaving now because we have to go but we should be home around midnight. Right. And then he walks away. Yeah. And she gets mad about that
1: too. Yeah. She's like, oh, I guess you really wanted to talk to me. You're practically breaking down the door.
0: Yeah. And then huffs off to her bed and like gets in it. Meh, meh, meh. Like they're late because of you because you were an hour late to when you were supposed to be home to watch this kid.
1: Yeah. They're being very understanding and nice. Yeah. When he
0: asked If he could talk to you, you told him to get lost. And so he did. Like, this is the cakest babysitting job ever. They already fed him and put him to bed. All you have to do is be at home. Right. And now you have the entire house just wander around and make believe in. Like, calm down. Yeah, what are
1: you upset about? You wanted to be outside in the rain? Yeah,
0: what are you mad about? (laughs) She's just mad. Yeah. She's just mad to be mad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so she looks up at her shelf And there are a bunch of like animals and cubbies and she notices that one of the teddy bears is missing whose name is lancelot Mm -hmm. and she says someone's been in my room again i hate that yeah like oh no shit do you hate that so she everything goes into her parents bedroom sees that lancelot is on the floor close to her little brother toby's crib Mm -hmm. toby is losing his mind i know he just
0: looks so sad i know this baby looks upset and
1: it i know my heart yeah and then he's crying she's yelling at him yeah about how much she hates him yeah and she wishes someone would take her away yes. from her giant nice house with minimal responsibilities yeah well it's pouring rain outside cool. yeah she sits down on the bed huffily
0: <laughs> and i'm like this bed looks so uncomfortable, but I think most beds in movies are just like cardboard boxes with sheets on them.
1: Yeah, probably because
0: like I guess because mattresses are heavy to move. Yeah, and expensive to buy, so it's like well we have cardboard. But every time I see a bed in a movie, I'm like it looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> but I guess that's why.
1: That makes sense.
0: But she starts she's yawning at him again. She's like, "What do you want? You want a story?" And she starts telling this like whiny story. Once there was a beautiful young girl who always had to stay at home with the baby, and she was practically a slave. But the Goblin King was in love with the girl. Ick. And he had given the girl powers. So one night, when the baby had been particularly
1: cruel... He's a baby! Yeah. He's a baby.
0: Like, maybe your parents are awful. I don't know. You know, I've only seen five minutes of them. Maybe they truly are, like, terrible people. I doubt it. I'm gonna go with no. (laughs) But maybe they are. But, like, this is a baby. And he's tired and sad. Yeah. He's not cruel. He doesn't know... He has no concept of cruelty. But anyway, she walks over to the mirror and aggressively puts on Toby's
1: little red and white striped baby hat. Yeah, a weird move, but okay. I know, I don't get it. And
0: she's like talking to the mirror about how, you know, the baby had been cruel and she was like, oh, I'll deal with it, whatever.
1: Yeah, and then we get a cutaway and there's just a pile of goblins Mm -hmm. that are all kind of asleep on each other. But one wakes up and says, listen. Yeah. And it wakes up the others. Mm -hmm. And so she keeps talking. And she's like, if I just say the words, the goblins will come and take the baby to the castle beyond the goblin city and I'll be free. But the baby would stay there forever and become a goblin himself. So I won't say it.
0: Yeah. But then she's like, but one night after a day's worth of hard work mm-hmm. and after the cruel words of her wicked stepmother, the beautiful girl could stand it no longer. And you think, you know, it's, it's just like building to like, oh, shit you know she's gonna she's gonna fuck up yeah yeah to, but it keeps like teasing us a little bit going right. back and forth back and forth but she like uh, she like gets back into the real world she picks up toby and like holds him for a second she's nice to him for like one second where yep. she's like bouncing him and she's like hey it's okay you know sh- don't cry and then she yells at him some more yeah like, oh toby knock it off and she she's like i'll say it i'll do it i'll say the words
1: yeah and all of the goblins are awake now we keep cutting back to them and they're just like waiting for her to say the right words mm-hmm. and they're listening intently
0: mm-hmm. and then Sarah shouts at Toby some more yeah and then she gives up and she hoists him up into the air and says goblin king goblin king wherever you may be take this child of mine far away from me
1: and the goblins are like oh yeah she didn't say it right Nope. We can't go get him so she yells at Toby some more mm-hmm Great tactic to use with children.
0: Sure. I mean, you know, if at first you don't succeed,
1: yell some more. Shout. But a goblin in the group is like, she has to say, I wish. Mm -hmm. But she hasn't said it. What she does say, however, is that she wishes that she did know the right words to say. And so a goblin says, I wish the goblins would come and take you away right now. Yeah. And Sarah, it like gives her like a light bulb moment. Mm
0: -hmm. You see her kind of like you know like did she hear it or does she just like have them in her brain now because she made a wish
1: right and she says i wish i wish and she glares at little baby toby (laughs) puts him in his crib covers him up goes to the door shuts off the light and she says i wish the goblins would come and take you away right now
0: yep and then she steps out of the bedroom and the second she does toby stops crying yep which of course worries her yeah because it's not like a tapering off it's just like "Eh." (laughs) yeah and then she's like then she goes back into the bedroom she tries to turn on the light it won't turn on and she's like toby why aren't you crying which i'm like bitch i need you
1: to make up your mind
0: (sighs) like stop crying don't stop crying don't talk to me why don't you want to talk to me
1: which is it Also, that she was just going to, like, leave him to just lay there and cry makes me really sad, too. I know.
0: I know. A lot of people say that you should just let your baby cry it out and self-soothe or whatever. And I'm like, I cannot get behind that theory. I just can't. Like, I would rather that my baby knew
1: that if it's upset,
0: I'm going to go comfort it. Yeah. And I know it's not her baby, but, like, how can you just let a baby lay there and cry? Like, she didn't even attempt to, like, make him feel better. She just yelled at him a bunch.
1: Yeah. For, like, two seconds and then put him back in his crib, still crying, and then left the room.
0: Yeah. Like, he's clearly upset.
1: Also, because you're his sister. Like, maybe, you know, the mom has her way of, like, let the baby cry it out or whatever, but you're his sister and you don't watch him that often. Like, if you comfort him, it's not gonna, like, change any of that. Yeah. I don't know. It just made me uncomfortable the way she was treating her brother.
0: I know. He's just a little
1: baby. I know. I don't get it.
0: Anyway, she walks very slowly. Towards the crib, and we hear like we see the crib like wiggle, like the blankets wiggle. Mm. There's like a terrible laugh, and then (laughs) she finally gets there and she pulls back the covers, and there's nothing. It's just empty,
1: right? And in the background, we can see that there are goblins in the room, Mm -hmm. and she kind of gets the feeling that there's something in the room, but every time she turns around, there's nothing there. But the audience can see it.
0: Yeah, they keep coming out of drawers and then closing again, or like being in the mirror and then hiding. Mm -hmm. But then there's an owl at the window and it's like very frantically beating its wings against the window and finally lets itself in. And then in a cloud of glitter becomes David Bowie, AKA Jareth, the Goblin King.
1: Yes. There he is.
0: There he is with the worst hair. It's not great. It's like, it's an homage to something. I forget what I read about it. Mm And it's like a nod to something, but it's like so clearly a wig and it's bad.
1: It looks like a haircut from Edward Scissorhands. I know. Like, there is a woman in Edward Scissorhands who has a very similar haircut. Like, yeah. it's, like, the short spiky mm-hmm. on the top, but there's, like, long pieces that are, like, sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just, I don't know.
1: Like, it could be better. You also... Know,
0: David Bowie's into weird shit. He would yeah. let you probably do whatever to his head.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but also, this exchange between the two of them is mm-hmm. really clunky. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't... It's hard to follow.
0: Yeah. The whole movie is hard to follow. It's yeah. just like, I don't understand anyone's motivation and everything they say is like kind of contradictory to itself.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like, I don't know, like they're having two different conversations. Yeah. You ever like talk to somebody and you're like, I just feel like we can't get on the same page. Like we're talking about the same topic, but not in the same like context or, uh-huh. you know, that's yeah, what you're
0: just on like very close, but not the same plane
1: yeah like conversation. that's how every conversation this whole movie feels yeah yeah
0: yeah but i mean all of a sudden you know she's worried about toby and she wants him back why and she's just like he must <laughs> be so scared and it's like but you don't care about him but jareth is like look you spoke the words you wished for him to go away mm-hmm. and now he's gone yeah i did exactly what you wanted and you know where he is and you know that it's your fault mm-hmm. what do you want from me but she's like I-, I want toby back
1: yeah and he's like sorry can't do that Nope. He tries to distract her with this, like, crystal. It looks like a crystal ball, but it's, like, palm size. Yeah. And he says, you know, if you turn this the right way, you can see your dreams. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't get distracted by that. She's like, no, I want my brother. And so the crystal turns into a snake, and he throws it at her. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's a fake snake. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it just turns into a scarf. Right. Which I don't. Okay. Yeah, know, he doesn't do anything like this the rest of the movie. Oh, that's very weird. But yeah. she's
0: cuz she's like afraid and then it's like, haha, what were you afraid of? It's just a scarf, but it's like you were clearly holding a snake. Like I, I don't know, like but
1: you're eating worms, Michael. Right.
0: <laughs> I think it's just yeah, just more like nothing is as it seems and right. like I can uh, look how powerful I am cuz he says, you know, you're no match for me, Sarah.
1: Right. But he, you know, she's like I have to have my brother back. Mm-hmm. And he says, he's there in my castle and like points out the window. And instead of being, you know, the normal city skyline that she would see, it's the fucking labyrinth.
0: Yeah. The Goblin City. And it looks dusty as hell.
1: It it do look dusty. Although when they're there, it doesn't look very dusty. It looks very moist. Yeah. Damp. Damp even. Moldy. (laughs) boggy. (laughs) Ew. But yeah, suddenly they're in a meadow overlooking the labyrinth, the Goblin City, the castle, and he says, if you want the baby, you gotta go get him and you have 13 hours. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sarah's like doesn't look
0: that hard. Yep, because he like (laughs) poof, he's just gone. Yeah, you got to come get him. And she's like, well,
1: poof, more glitter.
0: Here I go, I guess. Like because she's not in her house anymore, so what choice does she have?
1: Oops, all goblins.
0: (laughs) I'm just glad she's (laughs) dressed. I know I've said it before, but it makes me so uncomfortable when people have to spend the whole movie in their pajamas. I
1: know, and I was imagining that she was.
0: Yeah, just because she's wearing that huge billowy shirt. Yeah. And, like, a vest on it.
1: Well, and she has a dress on at the beginning, too. Yeah. And I think that's just what I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yes. So she takes off. And she, she gets does. to the room.
1: Can we have a discussion about David Bowie for a second first? Absolutely. I just want to say, I, and I know that we talked about this off air. Yes. But I don't understand what it is. Nope. And how he can be so attractive. I know. He looks stupid in this movie. Yep. He's not good at acting. No, nope. The lip syncing with all of the songs is awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm not even, like, into men. And I'm just like... <laughs> I would. I
0: would. Like, David Bowie, I would.
1: Yeah. I would. Yep. How does he do it? I don't under- I know. It do- I don't know. How does because
0: it I'm... Work? I understand his, like, <laughs> cultural influence, but yeah. I'm even not a huge fan of
1: his music. Yeah, like, I like his music and, yeah, I understand fine. its influence, but, yeah, I don't get in my car and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to David Bowie today, you know? Right, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. But they're just and something. Still, I don't get it. How you made a deal with the devil. I guess so.
0: <laughs> and then he just kept getting hotter. Yeah. Part of it, I do know, part of it is his weird eyeballs.
1: Yeah, for sure. But that... that's a
0: very small part.
1: That adds to it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what it is. Okay. Anyway, there she is at the labyrinth wall. Yep. She runs up and encounters a tiny, ugly goblin who's peeing in a pool, who reminds me of if Pete Postlewaite was yes made into a <laughs> Muppet by Jim Henson. Yes. <laughs> he does look
0: like that. Yes. Yeah. He's got a big old nose, yeah. like bright blue eyes. He's uh, pretty ugly. Yes. And he has a giant head. On a little
1: body. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but Sarah is like trying to ask him questions. She's following him around, mm-hmm. you know, like, Will you help me? Where is the door to the labyrinth? Do you know? Can you show me? And he's just like ignoring her, yeah. And spraying fairies with like this like canister of spray that he has and, and it's counting like a them.
1: Perfume bottle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like counting while he sprays them. 58, and she's like, 59. You're awful you know, why are you doing this to these fairies? And she goes and picks one up and she's like, oh, the poor fairy. And then she's like, "Ow, it bit me. And he's like, yeah, it's a fairy. What did you expect it was going to do?
1: Yeah. She's
0: like, oh, I thought they were nice. Right? (laughs) No. We learned that his name is Hoggle.
1: It is. And finally, she asks the right question. How do I get into the labyrinth? Mm -hmm. And that he can answer. He says, you get in there. And a door opens and she's in. Yeah. Super easy. Yeah.
0: Everything is covered in glitter
1: yeah it's kind of cool it is
0: again this is the joke that i always make about legend which have you ever seen legend i haven't we will watch that yeah everything is covered in glitter and as the movie goes on more and more gl- i'm just like the glitter budget on this movie <laughs> was through the roof this movie i've never noticed how glittery it was yeah but like, everything is sparkly i mean i, I like wonder- it but
1: if they did it because things used to be lower definition
0: yeah and so to make it because same thing in lost boys where they added glitter to the blood yeah so just so you could see it
1: more Mm -hmm. yeah that might be true and And now that it's high def we're like it's just glitter so much glitter and i wonder if yeah in lower definition things that just like added more texture
0: that's that might very well be yeah true because not to like get too off topic but in legend like Tim Curry's character is this like huge hulking demon beast,
1: hmm.
0: and he's covered in glitter, <laughs> <laughs> and so it makes it like less scary. But yeah. it's also the '80s, and actually, yeah. Legend was being filmed next door oh. to this movie at the same time.
1: That's amazing. So maybe
0: they were just like, "Look, we got a
1: bunch of glitter. Send some to Labyrinth. Send some to just Legend." Like, like seeping under the floor, like <laughs> this is all over glitter HVAC from the Legend scene that... <laughs> or the HVAC system. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the door opens, she's in, everything's glittery, everything's big, and while she's, like, looking around, Hoggle pops up and scares her, but mm-hmm. just, uh, keeps being unhelpful. Mostly,
0: his message is, she takes everything for granted. hmm You know?
1: Yeah. It feels a lot of times like she's trying to be taught a lesson. Yeah. But it isn't very consistent.
0: Yeah. It doesn't stick, and it's like, <sighs>
1: It's, yeah, it's like, is this, like, her own imagination, and that's why, you know, so many things from her room are incorporated, and she's meant to, like, learn something from this journey. Right. Because some people know too much about her, like, Hoggle telling her that she takes things for granted is like, you just met, you don't know that. you don't know. Right. But she does. Yeah. But she also doesn't learn not to. I don't know, it's just very strange. Yeah,
0: yeah, it does feel like there tries to be lessons. And they try to be like, at the end, like, see, she grew. And it's like, did she? No. Really? A little bit, I guess. I don't know. But she's like, whatever. And she takes off to the right and plays a little song. Yeah. But she doesn't get very far before she gets frustrated. Mm-hmm. She's like, this isn't a labyrinth at all. It's just a hallway. It just keeps going on and on forever. It doesn't turn or, yeah, you know, anything. And then she's like, but you know what? Maybe Hoggle was right. Maybe I'm just taking for granted that it does, uh-huh. and I just need to not do that. I don't know what that means. I don't either. But uh, yeah, so she, so she just starts jogging. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, you know what? I got this." And she jogs, and then again, doesn't take very long before she's like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> she gets really <laughs> exasperated and she screams. Yeah, sits down all cranky against one wall of the labyrinth, and then we hear a tiny little voice go,
1: "Hello? Did you say hello?"
0: no i said hello what's well, close enough
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute
0: i know this is my favorite character I know yes. i mentioned him up at the top he's a teeny tiny little worm I like know. a little blue worm with little tufts of hair like out either side of his head and one on the top you he's wear a wearing
1: scarf? a tiny little scarf I know. yes and she <laughs> says you're a worm aren't you he goes
0: yeah that's right
1: <laughs> she's like you don't happen to know the way through this labyrinth do you Ooh, me nah i'm just a worm <laughs>
0: so cute uh, i love him but he's like you know he keeps trying he's like why don't you come on in and meet the missus and i'm like your house is so small dude <laughs> like
1: yeah it's he's standing like next
0: to it the whole yeah yeah and she's like no i mean i really gotta you know i gotta
1: i gotta, get I gotta be this. going you know I yeah. got a thing
0: he's like oh come in and have a cup of tea she's
1: like <laughs>
0: truly like i am a hundred times bigger than you are but i almost wonder if she like i don't know used her brain she could yeah, get she in probably there could. yeah yeah i'm sure i mean he invites her in He can see how big she is. Right, (laughs) probably can figure it out. Something
1: that she doesn't. And I mean, he definitely does. She could just draw little eyes on her finger, (laughs) and then just like beep 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 beep. (laughs) Yeah, just pop on in there. Be like, hello, hello,
0: I'm here for the tea.
1: (laughs) Draw a little mouth on, like (laughs) for the tea. (laughs) Oh, that's hot.
0: (laughs) God, she's like seriously though. I gotta have to solve this labyrinth. I really must be going. Um, I appreciate it. You know, she's she's grateful and Mm -hmm. she's polite, but she's like. But you know it's impossible. Like there's no turnings, there's no openings. It's just a straight hallway. Yeah. Norm's like, no, no, no. There's an opening, literally right there. Like yeah, across they're all, the hall.
1: We're there's openings all over the place. There's I'm one, looking, I'm at, looking it. at it. Yeah.
0: You're looking at it. Yeah. She's like, that's, buddy, that's a wall. Right. So they go back and forth a little bit. But he's like, no, try it. Just like, just walk up there and try it. And it's a really cool illusion because it, it is. does look like a solid wall. And then yeah. she walks through it, and we see like it's not. It just looks like one.
1: Right. Yeah. Just like the wall pattern was yeah. so similar yeah. that the yeah the wall behind it filled in the blank space. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really neat. Mm-hmm. And the worm says, you know, around here things are not always what they seem. So you can't take anything for granted. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to figure that out. <laughs> I had heard. So she goes through it. She comes back to say thanks. This is really helpful. Yeah. And then she takes off to the left and the worm's like, no, wait, don't go that way.
1: Never go that way. Never go
0: that way. Go that way. And She's like, oh, okay. So she takes off to the right and runs away. The worm says, if she'd kept on that way, she would have gone straight to that castle. Which I have a question. Yeah. Do you think the worm was trying to mislead her
1: Hmm. in this moment? No.
0: Like, was he being malicious?
1: I don't think so. Because I don't think that people usually want to get to the castle. Because that's where the Goblin King is and he kind of sucks.
0: But he knows that that's where she's trying to get to. Oh, that's true. And he says she would have gone straight to that castle. Huh, I maybe. think, personally, because I love this worm and I want him to be good. Right. I think it's he's actually answering her for real question, which she says, I have to solve this labyrinth and oh. going straight to the castle is not solving it. What she has to do is go through it and make friends and endure all these hardships right. and figure things out about herself.
1: Yeah. So the maze is mazing mazily. <laughs> yes. And Sarah is mazing her way through. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> She's just going off of her gut, really, though. Because yeah. there's no telling. No. And you know no what idea. else is maze? Your guts.
0: <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> that is also true. Wow.
1: But she can hear Toby crying. Yeah. It must be on speakerphone. Yes. <laughs> and she can see the castle. Yeah. So she's trying to just head that way.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. she. I feel like she just kind of checks in every once in a while and is like, "Well, I'm a little closer. So must yeah. be going the right way.
1: So... In the castle, Mm -hmm. Toby is crying. Mm -hmm. Still. Yep. And again, and some more. Uh huh. And the goblins are being goblins.
0: Yeah. And Jareth
1: just looks annoyed.
0: I know, which I'm like, you're the goblin king. Like, you chose to surround yourself by goblins.
1: Yeah, and you stole this baby.
0: And you stole a baby. baby. Yeah. It's crying. You've created this whole situation for yourself. Yeah. So, in order to, I don't know, pass the time, alleviate boredom, or stress, Jareth starts singing a song. Sure. He just like grabs a goblin by the face <laughs> and says, "You
1: remind me of the babe." That's rude. It is. <laughs> Goblin's like,
0: "Uh, what? I'm sorry. Who?
1: the The babe with the power.
0: What power?
1: The power of voodoo. 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 Do what? Remind me of the babe. I saw my baby crying hard as babe could cry. Yeah, that's how the song goes. That's how it goes. It's making Toby happy. Finally. Dance, magic, dance. Yeah. And what kind of magic spell to use? Look at my pants. <laughs> <laughs> They're incredibly tight. I know, and it's like, he's wearing, like, very high pants also, and, like, uh-huh. a very short vest. We uh-huh. all know what he's wearing. We all remember. We've all seen it. <laughs> We've seen the cod piece, That's fine. Yeah. That's fine.
0: I am glad... That at least Jareth was like, this baby is upset. I'm going to sing him a song. Yeah. It's like a cute little song. I want him to be happy. Maybe a song will work. Yeah. Uh, Apparently. (laughs) Not only did David Bowie write and perform all the songs in this movie, he also did the baby gurgling noises in this scene. Because he's like, and baby said, and he points to Toby. And it's like, "Ah," but it's David Bowie. (laughs) Because they couldn't get like Toby, like the actor, whose name is also Toby,
1: to make like baby noises yeah the yeah. the ones
0: that they wanted right um, there's a word that i have lost does is cry convincing like yeah. happy baby noises so yeah. they were like we don't like those so david bowie's like i'll do it <laughs> that's so funny he's a talented man
1: so sarah can hear this music but is not getting any closer mm-hmm. she has a brilliant idea because she still's her lipstick in her pocket and she's like okay i'm gonna start drawing arrows on the stone so i know which way i've been yeah but when she draws an arrow, she walks away, and then a tiny goblin pops out and flips the stone over. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> yelling at her.
0: Yes. <laughs> he says, Pasta vizu, according to the subtitles. Okay. And then he says, Is a writing on the Fraggity Walk Walk? Your mother was a fragging aardvark.
1: <laughs> yeah, why and are the fraggings not in the subtitles? They're not in the
0: subtitles, but I swear that he says, It sounds like Fraggity, which would make sense because it's Jim Henson, and that's right. like a. Th- but yeah, yeah, it sounds like. Is a writing on the Fraggity Walk Walk.
1: Your mother is an aardvark. Your
0: mother is an aardvark. (laughs) There's something in there, and I know it's not. Your mother is a fucking aardvark, so I'm guessing it's fragging. But. Yes. It's very cute. Uh, These little goblins are called the Tile Keepers. Oh. That's just their job.
1: Yeah. I know. I mean, if you're going to have a labyrinth, you should have Tile Keepers so people don't cheat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so she continues on. She's marking arrows. She's making her way. We go back to the goblins and Toby... They're still singing. Yeah. Still happening.
0: Still, yeah. Still going on. I do think it's kind of nuts that this baby is, like, hanging out with, being held by David Bowie. Yeah. At, like, height of his fame.
1: Yeah. Has no idea. No. Does not know this man. Later he would. Yeah, the baby will. Later, but, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah,
0: this baby's just like, I don't know who this guy is. It's like, it's David Bowie. Right.
1: Sarah, meanwhile, does suddenly realize that the arrows have been changing. Mm Mm-hmm. And she says, it's not fair. <laughs> this
0: labyrinth has made her British.
1: <laughs> that wasn't even British. It was just bad. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. i going to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, but it's just like, it's not fair. And then we hear someone say, that's right. It's not fair. And we look over and we meet like, these guys are kind of hard to describe, but yeah. they kind of go. Dog face, see they have like mustaches, yeah, and they have like arms and legs, but they have heads on top and heads on the bottom, and they're holding a big shield in front of them. They
1: kind of look like a playing card, yeah. How it has like
0: like the top half of a king, yeah, and the yeah, that's what it reminds me of, yeah, of the babe, yes. (laughs) Apparently, Terry Jones Mm -hmm. of Monty Python fame, oh, who wrote this movie? Cool. Decided that these guys, the top guys, are named Elf and Ralph and that the bottom guys were named Alf B and Ralph B (laughs) but then later they got changed to Tim and Jim so we got Alf and Ralph and Tim and Jim
1: nice yeah there's a red one and a blue one Mm -hmm. and they're each standing in front of a door and they're like oh you just came from that dead end and she's like no this was a dead end but she turns around and now it is a dead end Uh and this makes her even more mad yeah she's like how am I supposed to solve this if things keep changing
0: a fair question
1: yeah but they say, well, one way is through this door. One leads to the castle and the other leads to certain death.
0: <gasps> and she's like, okay, well, which one is which? And they all kind of look at each other and they're like, we can't tell you. Like, the, She's been talking to mm-hmm. the bottom heads yeah. at this point, Tim yeah. and Jim. And they're like, we can't help you. And she's like, what? They're like, but they can. And they kind of like look up at Alf and Ralph and then they like hide. They're like, <laughs> oh, it's on you, bye. <laughs> and Alf and Ralph are like looking at each other and they're like, well, I mean, yeah, we can tell you but you're only allowed to ask one of us Mm -hmm. and i have to warn you one of us always lies and one of us always tells the truth yes which in this moment i'm like okay if that's the riddle then the one who just told you that is the one who always tells the truth because that thing he just told you is true
1: yeah or he's lying about it
0: in which case none of this is true yeah you can't trust anything that they say from here on out so
1: i mean you can't trust anything in this whole place that's also true but yes, that's good. But she makes it really complicated. Mm-hmm. And the other one says, you can only ask one of us. The other one agrees, which means they're both telling the truth.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, I guess they didn't say you can only ask one of us at this point. They just say one of us always lies and one of us tells the truth. And he says, you can only ask one of us. And the other one's like, yep. And I'm like, well, then again, <laughs> they both agreed with each other and they should never agree because one of them lies and one of always tells the truth. Right. Whatever. But then the blue one is like i should warn you he always lies and the red one's like that's not true he's a he's the liar and so it's just whatever they start arguing with each other yeah but she does have the question right she does figure it out and her logic is sound this is the way that if you are ever encountered with this puzzle in your life yes is the way to solve it she goes to one of them and says if i asked him which door i should go through if i asked him if this door leads to the castle what would he say yes and he thinks about it for a second and he's like yes and she's like, then I know that that door leads to the castle. And he's like, but what if I'm lying? She's like, and so she, like, explains it. You right. Know. So she, she's like, no, I, I got it. I'm right. Like, yeah. this is right. And she opens the door and then she says, I'm getting smarter. It's a piece of cake. Yeah. And then she falls through the floor.
1: <laughs> yes. She's like, I'm getting good at this. Uh-huh. Phew. Yes.
0: It is a tiny piece of trivia for this movie yes every time someone says it's a piece of cake Mm -hmm. something bad happens oh so she actually did figure out the door she found out which one led to the castle but then she immediately said it's a piece of cake and something bad happened oh she didn't die because the other door led to certain death this one did not lead to her death
1: it would have led to the castle eventually
0: she got to the castle too but because she said it's a piece of cake something terrible happened interesting she fell through the floor down
1: a shaft of hands A shaft of hands which is cool it is cool. They, it's just like a shaft full of, yeah, hands, hands. Yeah. But they talk, they form like little talking faces. Mm-hmm. And, uh.
0: Yeah, they do, like come together to make like eyes and a mouth and stuff. And they yeah. talk with that. And then they like disperse again. And they all grab her. And she's like, help, 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 help. And they grab her and they're like, we are helping.
1: Yeah. And then she's like, let me go. And they do. And she falls down more. And then she's yeah. like, no, wait, don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then they're like, okay, well, which, you know. She's which... like, why won't you help me? And they're like, we're helping hands. That's what we're doing. We're helping you. D- yes. Did you fucking die, bitch? Right. But they ask her, which way do you want to go, up or down? And she's like, well, we have already been up. Let's go down. Right. But then they're all kind of like, she chose down. And she's like, oh, fuck, was that the wrong decision? And it's like, <laughs> it's too late. You're going down now. Yep. We cut to Jareth, who is watching her progress.
1: Yes, through a crystal ball. Crystal ball. And he's mad because she should have given up by now. Mm-hmm. But the goblins are like, she's never going to give up. Yeah. But Jareth says, oh, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? Because he's like, that little dwarf is about to lead her back to the beginning, and she'll definitely give up then, because she'll realize she has to start all the way over. Absolutely. And then we see Sarah, who's alone in the dark.
1: Yes, except she isn't, because Hoggle is there, and he lights a candle. hmm And she's like, oh, you're here. And he says, yep, I knew you couldn't hack it, so I'm here to help. Yep. Welcome so- to the oubliette.
0: Yeah. It's a French word for a dungeon. Like this one, where there are no doors. There's only one from the top, huh. because genuinely, like, it comes from the French word "oublier," which I'm assuming the word like "obliterate" also comes from. Oh, it just yeah. literally means like to forget, and so it's just like you put people down there in order to forget about them. So he's actually right. That's a real thing.
1: Yeah, and he says there ain't no doors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he says I know a shortcut to get out of here.
0: Yeah, out of the labyrinth entirely. Right. And but- Sarah's like, I don't want that.
1: Yeah, no, she's like, I've come so far and I'm doing okay. Uh-huh. But Hoggle's like, it's just going to get worse from here. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah's like, I don't know why you care, you know? <laughs> like, who are you to even involve yourself Yeah, in why this? do you
0: care about me all of a sudden? Yeah. He's like, man. But then she sees that he's got, like, jewels and stuff. hmm So she's like, hey, you like jewelry. I'm going to make you a deal. You can have this bracelet if you take me to the center of the labyrinth. Right. And Hoggle's like, how about this? You give me the bracelet, I'll get you out of the labyrinth entirely. And Sarah's like, you were gonna do that anyway for free. Right, yeah. And Sarah's well, like, Why would I give you shit to do that?
1: No, just listen, okay, I know you can't take me to the center, but just take me as far as you can, and you can have it, and then I'll mm-hmm. figure it out from there. Yeah. Because she's like, wearing, like, a like a beaded Yeah, bracelet. it's like a little plastic thing, but he's like, yeah. ooh, plastic. Right. But he agrees, and he goes and uncovers a wooden door that's lying in the floor. He pushes it up against the wall, unlocks, and opens a broom closet. Yeah. But then he pulls a Willy Wonka, unlocks, and opens it from the other way, and light is shining in.
0: I know. Wouldn't this be so helpful if every door that you had opened both ways and were like different things? Yeah. I have
1: so much more, so Space. many more rooms. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Be nice. So they're going back through the labyrinth. Yes. And all the walls are like these big stone faces in the walls that kind of remind me of like legend of the hidden temple
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're all like turn around you're going the wrong way yeah it's dangerous to keep going that way and Hoggle's like just ignore them they're false alarms huh. <laughs> and one of them i don't remember exactly what it says but he's just like
1: danger
0: and Hoggle's like stuff it and he's like i'm just doing my job <laughs> And then they get to another one, and he starts. And Hoggle's like, "We don't want to hear it." And he's like, "But please, no one ever comes this way, and I've never gotten to do it." And he's like, "All right, carry on, but don't expect any kind of reaction." So I just like that Hoggle's like, you know, he knows his way around, and he's like, "Not me, dude. I work here."
1: There are definite like moments that remind me of like a Monty Python movie. Yes. Now that you say that, Terry Jones Mm -hmm. wrote it. It's pretty obvious. Also, I watched monty python and the holy grail like a week ago gotcha (laughs) so i'm like oh yeah yeah i can see it so well
0: this is definitely one and then someone i mean i don't know if it was intentionally that way but later on when we get to the bridge scene and it's like unnecessarily difficult yeah same thing yeah um yeah so then they turn a corner and Mm -hmm. we see one of jareth's crystal balls like come rolling down the hallway like in between them yeah and there's this big muppet there that reminds me of blind pew from muppet treasure island Mm. and he's like hey who goes there what's going on there you know and hoggle's like nothing you know don't worry about it right and then the guy stands up and he pulls off his cloak and his hat like in one big like whoosh and of course it's jareth
1: the shock and surprise (gasps) and he says hello (laughs) hedgewort
0: sarah says hogwart
1: Hoggle. Right.
0: Poor Hoggle. Sarah at least tried a little bit to yes. be like, no, you asshole. And Hoggle's like, you didn't get it right either. <laughs> None of you are my real friends. Right. It's true.
1: But Jareth would like to know if Hoggle is helping Sarah.
0: Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 no. Definitely not. I was taking her back to the front. Like, you asked me to.
1: Yeah, and Sarah's like,
0: what? Yeah. Which
1: you is said, like, girl,
0: come, of course he's gonna tell his boss that. Right. Like, give him a sec. Although, you know, she also has to at least pretend to be betrayed, so I guess everybody's doing their part.
1: It's, Whatever. Oh god. It's but so Hoggle further
0: explains, you know, like, I just told her I was gonna help her, but obviously not. I wouldn't defy you, your majesty, your the goblinness.
1: Yeah, Jareth calls him Higgle mm-hmm. and says, If I thought for one second you're going to betray me, I would hang you for all eternity over the bog of eternal stench.
0: Yikes. And then he looks at Sarah and is just instantly like sexy mode yeah transformer he leans in front of her like whoop, cool guy lean mm-hmm. he goes how are you enjoying my labyrinth she's like it's a piece of cake oh mm, should have done that no he says okay well then how about this and he shows her like a clock mm-hmm. and like whoop, it spins around and he like cuts a bunch of hours off of it right
1: she and then says, she starts yelling about it not being fair yeah And Jared says, you say that so often, I wonder what your basis for comparison is. It's
0: a pretty raw line. I do like that one.
1: It's fair. Yeah. When I was watching it, I was like, oof.
0: Yeah. She (laughs) says it all the time. And it's like, what do you consider fair? Anyway.
1: Yeah. So he says, oh, you think my labyrinth is a piece of cake, huh? Well, let's see how you like this little slice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he throws one of his crystal balls down the hallway and it disappears. And then it reappears. Yeah. As a giant fucking mech thing that's coming down this hallway to eat them.
0: Yeah. And then he, like, poof, disappears. Yes. Apparently all of the, like, crystal ball juggling that he's doing... Mm -hmm. It's not David Bowie, obviously.
1: (laughs) That would be too talented. Right. You gotta have limits, man. Yeah, you can tell that it's not, though.
0: Yeah. But it is being... It's not, like, camera tricks or anything. It's just a guy named Michael Motion who is standing behind David Bowie, like... Whose Line Is It Anyway style? Yeah. With his arms just under David Bowie's armpits. And, like, he's doing all of the... Whoa. Like, he's a professional juggler and choreographer.
1: That's cool that they were able to do it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, most of the people who are, like, in Muppet suits and stuff at least have, like, video cameras to show them where they're going. This guy is just literally standing behind David Bowie doing this completely blind. And Can't just even like, whoop, see whoop, what whoop, whoop, whoop. he's
1: juggling. Yeah. That's cool. Incredibly talented. I wonder if he's better at lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, there they are in this hallway, and a horrible gnashing sound starts up mm-hmm. and a big metal thing starts coming for them, and Hoggle yells, The
0: Cleaners! Yeah. It's like this big round thing that takes up the entire like hallway. Like there's no way to avoid it. Yeah. On either side, and it's just got like swirling metal bits on the front it's clearly just gonna like chop them up like yes. make a smoothie out of them
1: there are a bunch of cobwebs in the corners of the hallway and they are getting rid of the cobwebs yeah. so i'm like okay they're cleaning yeah they're gonna
0: clean whatever
1: anything that's in the way yes yeah, so they run for a while Hoggle falls down and sarah helps him up which i think is sweet yeah and she's like are you okay while yeah. they're running away from this thing i was watching it and i was like i don't know if i would even do that
0: <laughs> You'd just be like better you than me dude <laughs>
1: Uh but yeah, they get to a locked gate and then they are like, Well, this is the end (laughs) but they start pushing on a section of wall and just in time it opens up.
0: Yeah. And we get this like classic Muppets like bit where like it's this huge, nasty, like killing metal machine and then we see behind it just like some little goblins that are like (laughs) on a bike like pushing it. Yep. (laughs) Squeaking along. Of course. So anyway. They yep. see a ladder. They start going up it. Hoggle's like, oh, perfect. This is exactly what we need. Yes. And Sarah is reluctant to trust him. She's like, how can I fair. How can I follow you? How can I trust anything that you say? Yeah. And of course, Hoggle is like, look, I was lying to Jareth, not to you. I'm going to take you as far as I can, just right. like I said I would. But I had to tell him. She's like, Hoggle, I don't trust you. And he says, well, look at it this way. What choice have you got?
1: And yeah, and he also, he goes on to say, listen, I'm a coward and Jared scares me. Plus, the bog of eternal stench is the worst smell you've ever smelled in your whole life and it'll never wash off if you touch it even once. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to mess with all that, girl.
1: No. And the minute they get up the ladder. Yeah. He says, all right, well, this good luck. It. Yeah. As far
0: as I can take you. They made it like 30 feet. Yep. She's like, hoggle. And he says, listen, again, with the contract reading. Yep. I said I would take you as far as i could Mm -hmm. and this is that spot so thank you for the bracelet have a nice life goodbye
1: forever but sarah grabs his bag of jewelry off of his belt Mm -hmm. and she's like all right which way
0: yeah and hoggle's like that's not fair and sarah says no it isn't and then you see this like light bulb go off in her head and she's like it's not fair but sometimes that's just the way it is Uh. wow huh (laughs) growth growth yeah and then we see like a very old man thing man adjacent goblin yeah he's more, he's more man than goblin he's not like the most goblinist i don't know what the but, who knows, defining you know, factor of a
1: well, goblin is yeah. i think it's a, a sliding scale right but he's cute
0: he's a giant nose goblin has... is a spectrum yes <laughs> <laughs> where do you fall on the goblin spectrum <laughs> he uh has a hat that is also a bird that also talks Mm -hmm. and i really like him yeah so as well it's very cute but so they go talk to him because he like this old man like very creakily like makes his way to a seat and sit down and they like run over and they're she's like hey i was wondering if you could help me and they're like who's that and sarah's like oh this is my friend and the way that hoggle looks at her is just really cute like no one's ever said that about him before they they probably haven't no because he sucks but there's like i gotta get to this castle And the old man says, well, the way forward is sometimes the way back. Yeah. It seems like we're not getting anywhere when in fact we are.
1: And then he falls asleep
0: yeah <laughs> and his bird hat is like listen i th- I think that's the best you're gonna get so it's probably time you know probably best that you just move along
1: mm-hmm.
0: make your payment and go and the old man even though he's asleep his arm like snakes out and he wiggles a little collections box you know
1: alms for the poor
0: sarah looks at hoggle's jewels that she's holding and hoggle's mm-hmm. like no you don't those are mine so she's like all right i guess i can spare this she takes one of her rings and puts it in the box
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the bird like tries to talk to the old man but he is like just truly asleep and the bird says it is so stimulating being your hat.
1: Yeah, the way he says, hat! I know! It's <laughs> <is> so funny.
0: He's <laughs> just a cute little hat. I wanted more of him.
1: Yes, I liked him.
0: But now they're in a hedge maze.
1: Great, another maze! A maze within a maze! It's amazing! Mazes. Hoggle asks Sarah why she called him her friend. Mm-hmm. But Sarah says, You are. Even if you're not a great friend, you're the only friend I've got. Yeah. And Hoggle's like, Cool. Friends. But then they hear a great loud roaring, and Hoggle takes off running. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just <laughs> like, like bye. He's like Hoggle doesn't have any friends. Ceda. <laughs> yeah, he's like I ain't no one's friends. He <laughs> left. She's like God damn it, Hoggle. But she's being brave.
1: Yeah, she goes to investigate anyway and finds a giant fuzzy creature hanging by one foot, being tormented by goblins that have sticks with li- little lizard fetuses on them. Yeah, like, like
0: they're just like raw chicken colored lizard creatures, and, and they're, they're
1: like gross, bitey. Yeah, and they're like poking the big monster with it yeah yeah and you know sarah's like oh if only i had something to throw and she looks down and there's a rock mm-hmm. so she picks it up she throws it at a goblin and it, it <laughs> hits him in the helmet and it flips the helmet around so he can't see yeah so then he is pointing his bitey stick at the other goblins mm-hmm. and then another rock rolls up same thing now they're all hitting each other they're all biting each other <laughs> and they just, like freak each other out i guess and just take off running
0: yeah So Sarah approaches this big monster, who at first yells at her, but she's like, hey, zip it. I'm here to help. Right. Like, is that any way to treat someone who's trying to help you? And she goes and unties him which
1: <laughs> he falls on his head yeah, real hard.
0: She feels really bad, but she yeah. learns that his name is Ludo. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. She's like, hopefully you're nice. So I'm going to go let you down. Mm-hmm. And he is, he's very sweet. He has big, oh, like floppy cow ears and like big old horns. And he's like orange. He looks like an orangutan kind of like that. Yeah.
1: He looks like
0: but a big monster face, a really
1: nice minotaur. Yeah. Yeah. Like a minotaur. You can cuddle like he, yeah. all of his teeth are very flat too, uh-huh. which, you know, He doesn't have scary monster fangs. He has, like, leaf-eating teeth. Yeah. yeah.
0: So this is... I kind of remembered him, but in my head I was picturing him being made of rocks.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: But... Because I said he was a rock monster, but it's because I was picturing him being made of rocks, but he just
1: controls the rocks. Yes.
0: So... Sarah's like, do you know the way to the castle? And he thinks about it for a second, and then he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, that's
1: okay. At least matter. you're fucking honest. You're like the first creature in this whole place to just be straightforward and honest.
0: Yeah. Let me see Hoggle for a second, who's stomping off through the hedge maze. He's like, there's no way she's good to do the labyrinth. Me, 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 me. Me.
1: But suddenly, some doors have appeared. Mm-hmm. And they both have big, ornate door knockers Yes. with faces. Yes. One of the door knocker rings is... Through the one's ears, and the other one is hanging from the other one's mouth. Yeah, and they start talking. The mm-hmm. one with the ring in its mouth is just very mumbly, and then the other one can't hear anything, obviously. Yeah,
0: so he's just shouting over everybody. And when they try to talk to him, he's like, "What? Well,
1: can't hear you." Yeah, but Sarah's like, "Okay, which way do we go? Like, which door do we do we go through?" Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she like takes the knocker ring out of the one's mouth so that she can actually talk to him. Right and he just says he's like oh god thank you you don't know how long that's been in there yeah but you know she says where do how where do i go how do i get through here Mm -hmm. and he says just knock and the door will open and she's like well which one and they're not helpful either. So no. she's like, you know what, fuck it. So she tries to put like the ring back in his mouth, and he's just like, no, absolutely not, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, he won't he's, open like, his keeping mouth. Keeping his mouth closed. So she, so she
1: plugs his nose yeah. so that he has to breathe through his mouth because doors have to breathe. Uh huh. And the minute he opens his mouth, she shoves the ring back in. Yep. And knocks on the door.
0: Yeah, and it opens. Mm-hmm. Now they're in a jungle.
1: Yeah. It's
0: really pretty. Yeah. I love jungles. Let me see the <laughs> castle again. Yes. The goblins are playing with toys. Jareth is holding Toby. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I like this little chap. I think I'll call him Jareth. Yeah. He's got my eyes. And Toby like looks up at him and it's very cute. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And then back to Sarah and Ludo. And Ludo is nervous about the forest, but Sarah's like, it's okay. You've got nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. And she walks in front of him a little bit and then he just disappears. Yeah. (laughs) Down a hole. Poof. Gone. Yes.
0: And she's like calling for help, you know, like, Ludo, somebody help hello mm-hmm. i think she calls for hoggle a couple times yeah you know it's the only other name she knows around here right. but she's like anybody help me right and we see hoggle is walking away past these like big rocks that when viewed at the right angle look like Jarrett's face oh it's a very cool effect I thought... yeah apparently his face shows up in a lot of places yeah but this one is like the most obvious
1: guess not to you I was probably not paying attention that's fine <laughs> <laughs>
0: But he hears her yell and he says, I'm coming, Sarah, and turns around and then boom, there is the real Jarrett standing there leaning menacingly.
1: Yep. And he's like, sure looks like you were on your way to help her. Yeah. And Hoggle's like, no, definitely not. He's going to take her to the beginning.
0: Yeah. Like, we agreed. She gave me the slip. You know, I was taking her, but then she got away. But I'm going to go get her back and we'll take her back to the front. And Jarrett's like, you know what? I got a better plan because I can't trust you. Just give her this. Mm-hmm. And he tosses him a crystal ball, which turns into a peach. Yeah. And Hoggle's like, it's not going to hurt her, is it? Jareth's like, why do you care? Do you think she likes you? Do you think she could ever be friends with someone as ugly as you are?
1: He's poking him with like his little wand cane yeah. thing, and it's like, bendy, which yeah? I thought was funny. See, I didn't notice that. Yeah, just like right at the end where it's touching him, mm-hmm. it just looks rubbery and like bendy. And I'm like, what, hmm. what is that? It's not going to hold you up. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a little
0: scepter for right. being kingly. Yeah. He's a king after all.
1: I guess it's just for poking. Yep.
0: <laughs> this is my poking
1: stick. My <laughs> <A> poking scepter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but I also don't, I don't really understand Hoggle either. Like yeah. I can't figure out if he wants to be helpful or not. Because he goes from being like, she's never going to make it through the labyrinth and like trying to just go back to the beginning. Yeah. And then he hears her yelling and he's like, oh, I'm going to go help her. I was like, why?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of his like protesting is just like sour grapes, dude. You know, he's just like trying to make himself feel better for abandoning her. But then the second he's like, oh, she's in actual trouble he's like i'm gonna go help her yeah but he also anytime he has to confront jareth he's like i'll do whatever you say because he's a coward
1: right but at the same time he's like is this gonna hurt her yeah peach and he's he says i would never hurt her yeah to him right which just feels like a departure from his character
0: yeah i th- yeah i mean i think he thinks that yeah about himself but then when faced with the actual like like decision of do i stand up to jareth or do i hurt sarah he's like i'm gonna hurt sarah because i can't stand up to jareth
1: yeah so jareth is just like you know she's not your friend no one could be your friend you're ugly Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: stupid Mm -hmm. and everyone hates you
0: (laughs) (laughs) you dress funny
1: yeah basically you look like pete (laughs) Postlewait. and he's like you know what if you can get her to kiss you if she kisses you i'll make you a prince and he's like really yeah and then jared says yeah the prince of (laughs) stench cool great thanks thanks dad that was my nickname
0: in high school (laughs) sarah is still looking for ludo yes but don't worry it's nightmare time yeah (laughs) this scene again a lot of things in this movie you know just kind of happen yeah but this scene just seems so off the wall like out of nowhere like, it has nothing to do with anything David else Bowie
1: wrote this song and they liked it and they were like we don't know where to put it so yeah. it'll just happen she doesn't
0: learn a lesson from it it's no. just scary dudes in the forest which i mean i guess is part of the labyrinth but sure it has nothing to do with solving it and everything to do with running away quickly
1: yeah which she doesn't do
0: no she makes her way however the song is a banger that's fair i do enjoy it yeah it's very silly and like at first like the fiery guys are like they're not so bad you know they're just like kind of singing a yeah, song they're, singing they're a little they're bit creepy looking because yeah. they got like red eyes and stuff but yeah they're just like singing this song and like talking about how like hey if you know if life's getting if life getting too hard just chilly down man chilly yeah. down with the fire gang and i'm like yeah i can get behind that and then one of them takes his hand off yeah and she's like what the fuck but then he's like holds his hands up and they're back and he's like ah so she's like okay maybe i just you know see things that, or whatever. yeah and then they just start taking body parts off and swapping them around. He takes his head off, tosses it to another guy. Like, they're all tossing heads around. Yeah. They become, like, these terrible, like, monsters where it's, like, a head and then 40 legs on this guy. And they're, yeah. like, rolling
1: around and it's just like,
0: what the fuck is it it,
1: happening? What I feel like you could do this in a different context and you'd just be like, haha, that's funny. I know. But it's just, it's they're creepy. so
0: antagonistic. Yeah. And the fact that they're, like, bright red yeah and like they aggressive. don't have friendly faces yeah. yeah they're aggressive they do have silly little voices though but so she's like okay i th- this is getting weird and then one of them tries to take her head off yes and then they all gang up on her and they're trying to pull her head off and, and she's they're like, like it's fun it doesn't come off and she's <laughs> like no it's attached to me leave me yeah. alone they're like all right we're gonna take your head off and then yeah. she grabs one of their heads and just chucks it into the woods yes <laughs> the guy's like hey lady that's his head and then she does it to him and he's like that's my head And one of the other ones is like that's a friend of mine <laughs> and so as she's running away because she just chucks all of their heads into the woods yeah and as she's running away you hear them be like that's against the rules you can't throw somebody else's
1: head like, you can only throw your own head it's just like i forgot to silly. read the rules
0: yeah <laughs> they're like where's the referee <laughs> oh my god
1: bad call ref i right know But yeah, she she runs away. Mm -hmm. She runs right into a rock wall. Yeah. But then there's a rope. And it's Hoggle. Yay! And he's come to help. As she's climbing up, like, one head gets, like, thrown up towards her. (laughs) Well, they have, like, big flappy ears. So they're just, like, flying around.
0: And they're, like, still yelling at her. They're like, we're gonna take your head off. And someone else is like, get the saw! And so it's just like, these guys are
1: intense. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the get the saw. Yeah! (laughs) God. (laughs) But she gets away. Yes. And
0: she's very excited to see Hoggle. She's like, you've come to help me. And she tries to kiss him and he's like, for the love of God, do not kiss me.
1: But she does. She does. And the floor opens up and Uh they start sliding down Uh and they almost fall right into the bog of eternal stench. Oh, boy. It's so gross. It is
0: so gross. Like, it's really gross. It's. Bogs are already gross looking, because it's like tepid water, and it's all like mossy and brown.
1: Yeah, just standing water. Right. Growing stuff.
0: Yeah, very stagnant. Yeah. But then there's just like buttholes.
1: <laughs> Have you checked your bog hole? <laughs> Skeet up, but up, bog hole. <laughs> Nice. I have not seen your king, but have you checked your king? And by king, I mean bog hole.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad we managed to get this song into, you know, like every episode. Every episode, third episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's great. um Yeah, it's just really gross. It's like we spend a lot of time panning over the bog, and it's just like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's so that.
1: Much. There that oh is. Oh my god, it reminds me of the Whitest kid sketch. Oh, I miss Trevor Moore so much. I know. Um, the one where he's like on a date and, oh, fuck, what's his name? The one who always played a girl. Oh, Zach? No, the other one. Not S- Sam and not Timmy and not Zach. Steven? No, That's <laughs> not right. <laughs> buh, buh. I can't remember. I can Billy? See, see his face? No. <laughs> anyway,
0: no. wait—is he? No, not Timmy. Okay. God, whatever.
1: Yes. It reminds me of <laughs> the Widest kid sketch where Trevor is on a date with his girlfriend to meet her parents for the first time mm-hmm. and they're at dinner. Yeah. And he tries to make a joke where he like fake farts. Yeah. Have you did, did you see this one? I mean, I watched all of them, yeah. but you know, it was a little But was they're at dinner year. and he's just like talking about something and he just goes <laughs> And then he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. But it's, like, very obvious that he did it with his mouth. Yeah. And then he goes, ha, 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 I got you. It was all up here. It was up here. I didn't even... It was a fake one. Ha, 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 ha. Then the waiter comes over to take their order, and he's just like... Well, I got you again. I got you again, didn't I? Didn't I? Nope. It was all up here. It was just... I did that with my mouth. I did that with my mouth. He keeps, keeps going... And it gets so uncomfortable that like the girl's parents and her are just like, what is happening? And he starts doing it and yelling in the restaurant. He's like, somebody call a fart doctor. (laughs) And then at the end, he just turns to her and he's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so nervous. (laughs) And that's the end of the sketch. That's what, that's what this bog reminds me of. It's just nervous and it's trying to impress someone's parents
0: eternally yes yeah sure
1: anyway. well, now i mean
0: now they're in the presence of the prince true so yeah gotta be on your best behavior your best behavior
1: <laughs> 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 anyway hoggle is mad because they're in the sten the the bog of eternal stench yeah she kissed him yeah Sarah's why did like, you do that don't try to be so tough like i know you came to help me and i know that you're my friend and he's like no i was just coming to my stuff
0: yeah and, and give you this and i have to give you something yeah which is like this is really not the time because they're high up on a ledge it's yeah. very crumbly yeah
1: they're about to fall yeah into the bog yeah but before eternal yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> before he can give her the peach the stone that they're stand that he is standing on. The stone that he is standing on falls and crumbles. And she leans over to catch him, and she doesn't, and she falls, and they both land on Ludo.
1: Yeah. Well, somehow Hoggle ends up underneath Ludo.
0: Yeah, I don't know how he managed to do that. But, but
1: the point is they're on dirt. Yes. And not bog. Right. And Ludo is here. Yeah. And he is unhappy about the smell. He just keeps going smell. I know. <laughs> she's like i know ludo i know i'm
0: also here with you and he's like and then ludo and hoggle like yell at each other for a little bit and sarah's like no it's cool it's cool friends friends yeah my friend you're my friend we're all here together everybody's
1: friends it's fine let's
0: go also check it out
1: oh there's a bridge yeah there's a bridge over the bog we can get out of here
0: let's go so they make their way bridge over over boggy water (laughs) like a (laughs) bridge Yes, the bridge over stinky water.
1: Yes, yeah. So they're making their way towards the bridge, mm-hmm. but then out pops a small fox man with yes. an eye patch.
0: Yes, he's so cute. I love him so much. He's like super proper. Yeah, and he's like dressed like a little knight, and this he has too also, much teeth.
1: Yeah, this is also so Monty Python. Yes, yeah.
0: well, that's what I was yeah talking about yeah. earlier, and I was like the ridiculous Absolutely. bridge scene. He's got a fizz gig mouth. Yeah, it opens super wide, and right. he has so many teeth in there.
1: He also reminds me, too, of Rizzo, though. Yes. Like, the way he moves. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> he- but he says, no one may cross the bridge without his permission. Mm-hmm. He's prepared to fight them about it. Yeah, to the death, if necessary. Yeah. And they try, like, just yelling and barging past him, uh-huh. but it's no use. Yep. He climbs upon Ludo, and is just whacking him in the head with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> and he is just like, Ludo's like... <sighs> yeah. He's like, I don't like this. <sighs> yeah. So he and Ludo fight... Uh, but Didymus is his name, mm-hmm. is, like, just too fast. Yeah. But they finally think that Ludo, he, like, picks up a big stick and swings it at him a bunch. hmm And they think that he's crushed him. Yeah. He's actually climbed up, climbed up into a tree and then just, like, pops out the hole. Yes. He says,
0: Before this day, never have I met my match in battle. <laughs> Yet this noble knight has fought me to a standstill. Sir Ludo, if that's thy name, now I, Sir Didymus, yield to thee. Come, let us be brothers henceforth and fight for the right as one.
1: Yes. Somehow Hoggle already got across the bridge. I know. I don't know how that happened. He just like zipped across. Yeah. I guess while Ludo and Didymus were fighting. Oh, yeah.
0: They, well, no one was paying attention. He's I just guess. just like, let's go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's on the other side now. Right. So Ludo is like, sure, fine. Cool. Brothers.
0: Yeah. He picks up Didymus and like helps him down out of the tree.
1: And then they're like, cool. See ya. They go to cross the bridge. Uh-huh. And Didymus is like, no. Yeah. I took an oath yeah brothers or not i swore yeah oath and i must defend it to the death yeah and sarah's like
0: okay let's work this out logically what exactly was the oath
1: that you swore no one may cross this bridge without my permission right and so sarah's like um can we have your permission and he like blinks about it for a bit (laughs) Yeah, and then he's like yes yeah (laughs) they're like
0: cool let's go yeah and then they go yep But it's a very treacherous looking bridge. Like, it looks sturdy when they're, like, walking up to it. But then when they get on it, it is
1: It just looks like a popsicle stick.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And she starts crossing it, but Didymus is like, don't worry, this bridge has been here a thousand years. And he, like, gives it a couple whacks with his stick. And, uh, it
1: falls apart. Yep, it just falls right apart. Immediately. Yep, Sarah grab like, reaches up and grabs, like, a big branch uh, just as it collapses so that she doesn't fall. But the branch starts breaking yeah so ludo begins to howl in Mm -hmm. a very low voice and didymus is like your lady is about to fall in the bog this is no time for singing right something (laughs) yeah
0: he's just like not the time man like focus up
1: yeah but his singing actually brings rocks over yeah for sarah to walk on
0: yeah they form a new bridge yes in the bog Mm -hmm. which is really cool and she's like oh shit ludo you can control the rocks! And he's yeah. like, yeah, rocks are my friends. Yeah, that's great. So they all get over to the other side. Mm-hmm. And when Ludo crosses, just every step is just... <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is happening?
1: <laughs> and then and then Didymus uh, summons his loyal steed that you remember. Uh-huh. Ambrosius, Ambrosius! And they cross the rock bridge also, which Ambrosius is the dog. Yes. And as they cross the bridge... It just goes faster. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, like, not funny,
0: but it also is funny. It's so
1: absurd. That yes. It's, like, it's funny that somebody thought that it was funny. Yes. Which makes it funny. I know. It's... <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. Something about it. But yeah. Hoggle but they all get to the other side.
1: Yes. And Hoggle is standing at the edge of the bog, thinking about dropping the peach into it. Mm-hmm. But Jareth's voice comes into his brain and is like, don't do it yep i wouldn't
0: do that if i were you hold on to it <laughs> so he does not do that no. puts it back in his pocket catches up with the others mm-hmm. we see jareth sitting with toby holding him talking to him he's just like there's so much fuss over such a little thing but also i'm keeping you because as soon as hoggle gives her that peach she'll forget everything and then you'll be mine forever And toby's
1: like whatever man is does this imply that this is how goblins are made I don't think I don't know if it
0: does. Like he's that's the lore at the beginning is that he's going to become a goblin. Like if he stays there too long he'll yeah. turn into a goblin, yeah. But I don't know. Jareth just wants to keep him.
1: And Jareth is like the goblin king, but he looks human.
0: Yeah. That's why he's the king.
1: Yeah, so maybe he intends to raise Toby Jareth into the goblin prince. Yeah, as yeah. a person.
0: Who knows? I don't know. Nothing in this movie is explained.
1: That's fair. So yeah, they're walking along. Mm -hmm. Ludo's complaining about being hungry, but Sarah's Mm -hmm. like, we don't have time Yeah, to worry about it. Maybe there are some berries in this forest. Yeah. And this is when Hoggle is like, hey Sarah, I have this. And hands her the peach, and she's like, you're a lifesaver! Uh-huh. And then she takes one bite. And this part, like, I don't feel like Jennifer Connelly does a great job acting. No. But I think she did a pretty good job in this part. I liked how she like took a bite and was like, what have you done yeah and then he runs away
0: i mean she does do a great job being the brattiest brat that's true but yeah this part is that she's just like it feels a little more real yeah yeah he runs off
1: he's ashamed as he should be
0: he should be and then we see jareth sitting in a window and he's like holding crystal balls and like floats them towards her and she is now in the biggest dress
1: do we have to talk about this part we do
0: <laughs> and her hair is huge her hair looks you may be surprised to find that i feel this way so cool yeah it's just huge it and it's like huge. done up really cool and it has all these like really pretty like jewels like hanging from it yeah and, like, i just i don't know
1: the profile silhouette is weird yeah it makes her head look a little like alien long
0: <laughs> yeah like a xenomorph yeah, yeah but
1: from the front it looks really cool
0: yeah From, like, a three-quarter angle, you know, when you, like, see her temples, they're like, oh, it looks really pretty. It is, yeah, huge in the back. But her dress is really pretty in, like, a, you know, super over-the-top masquerade ball kind of way. Like, I really like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the scene gets terrible. So we see, like, Ludo and Didymus have made it to where they were trying to get to, the edge Mm -hmm. of the forest or the bog or wherever. And they, like, turn around and they're like, Sarah, we've made it. Look, there's the castle. And she's no longer behind them because she is in this masquerade ball full of adults in like you know masks and dresses and whatever whatever yeah and jareth is also there and they are kind of like chasing each other a little bit like
1: yeah she's looking for him yeah and he is like looking at her but keeps like disappearing reappearing
0: yeah and then she'll like run off thinking that she sees him and he'll like follow her a little bit but then he's like behind her i don't know it's this whole like weird like cat and mouse thing that's happening and i don't like it no um and like all the other people are kind of like staring at sarah and laughing at her and she is uncomfy
1: yeah and jareth is singing a love song yeah i mean it's a straight up love song yeah to her yep and, and then is she Do they say how old her character is supposed to be 16 okay but
0: Jennifer Connelly herself is 14
1: yeah she doesn't look 16 no like
0: she's too soft
1: yeah her face is very soft but also she just still looks like she has baby teeth mm-hmm. you know and her mouth is open for this whole scene yeah <laughs> <laughs> the whole time she's just like <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> And so you can see your teeth really well and I'm just like it just makes you look like a baby. Yeah. And it is weird that this man is singing a love song to you. I know. I mean the only
0: thing that saves it for me is that like it's her imagination. Right. And I mean we all as, well, maybe not all of us, but you know, as like 14-year-old people had crushes and like fantasies about people way older than us. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. It's
1: when it's as the other it way around. Reciprocated. Yeah, then.
0: that's the problem but so i mean if, if as long as all of this is a hundred percent in her head yes and she's just imagining that this man is in love with her it's okay but we're all just watching david bowie dance around jennifer connelly like 30 year old david bowie with 14 year old jennifer connelly it's like
1: i'm uncomfy was he 30
0: in the- i don't know i just
1: picked a number oh, okay he, i mean he's at least i don't know how old let's find out yeah just curious, real quick because i know how old i am <laughs> I'm just like, was he my age? I don't know. He looks older, but... He's also lived a harder life than me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
0: he was born in 47, and this movie came out in 86, so he was 40 years old. Yes. Almost.
1: God, gross! Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Anyway. I know, and like you said, like, if it's... The message is that it's her imagination, it is one thing, but it's still just weird. Yeah, I to wish... To look at.
0: that. Yes, it it is. It's just... I'm just uncomfy. Um... I, I don't know. I wish they had done a little bit better. Of course, it's all in her head. Yeah. But I wish they had done a little bit better job of being like, it's all in her head. So it's just like less awkward. That this, I don't know. Yeah. Fun fact about this scene. Do tell. It was choreographed by one of the masked ball goers, Cheryl McFadden, also known as Gates McFadden. Oh. Also known as Beverly Crusher.
1: Why Why is Gates McFadden also known as Cheryl
0: Cheryl McFadden is her. Her full name is Cheryl Gates McFadden. Oh, so she was, you know, born Cheryl McFadden, but okay. went by Gates McFadden when she was
1: acting and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: So she's in this movie and choreographed this scene. Thanks a lot, Beverly.
1: Well, the choreography is cool. Yeah,
0: it's true. <laughs> <Not her fault. laughs> so they're like dancing together, and you know, you can see that she's like kind of getting sucked into this. But then she hears these bells chiming in the distance and she's like, Oh shit, I'm running out of time. It like brings her out of this reverie and she's like, right. I gotta get out of here. So she starts yeah. running, she hits a wall, and she realizes like, oh she's stuck in here. It's glass. Mm. You know, she's in one of these crystal balls or right. whatever. But she's very resourceful. She picks up a chair, just chucks it at the wall and it shatters.
1: As at the same time, like all of the partygoers are like reaching for her. Yeah. Like trying to keep her in. Yeah.
0: It's very spooky and a yeah. very cool scene. It's just unfortunate that she's a child. Yep. You know, if she were like a little bit older It would all be fine.
1: (sighs) Anyway. Back in the Goblin City, Hoggle is feeling sad for himself. Mm Mm-hmm. As per usual. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Sarah, like, wakes up where she was in her normal clothes. She's still... No, she's not in the same spot. Sarah wakes up in just kind of, like, a heap of stuff.
1: Yeah, a bunch of trash.
0: She sees that she's still holding the peach and it has a worm in it. And she's disgusted and she chucks it. And as she stands up, there's a goblin who's, like, carrying everything on her back. Yeah. And this goblin yells at her.
1: Yeah, like a... Like a merchant from a video game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What are you buying? What are you selling? Because Sarah was kind of like leaning on her. Right. And so the lady's like, get off of me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of them moving around in the background. They just call her the Junk Lady. But according to the book The Goblin Companion, which is a book written by Brian Froud and Terry Jones, her name is Agnes.
1: Oh. Agnes.
0: Agnes, yes. Agnes with a second A. Yeah.
1: Agnes. Cute. It is cute.
0: Anyway. Sarah cannot remember what she was doing.
1: Yes. So she's just
0: kind of, this is how I feel when I wake up from a nap. Same,
1: where I'm just like, what? Why am I in a pile of garbage? (laughs) Who is this person talking to me? What is happening? You live here? What? I have a roommate? Huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is this my house? And she's like, yeah, you were looking for something. And she's like,
1: I was? Yeah, and- Agnes, the goblin lady, mm-hmm. hands her Lancelot, the teddy bear. Yeah. And she says, this is what you were looking for, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then sure. she, she goes, why don't you look in here and see if there's anything else that you would like? And they go sort of into, like, a cave within the piles of junk. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes through this flap, and it's her room. Mm-hmm. Back at home. She sits down on the bed, and she's like, oh, I dreamed it all, Lancelot. She says... But then she, try- she, like, opens her bedroom door to go see if her parents are home. Yeah. And she's right back in the Goblin City.
0: Yeah. Agnes is right outside the door, and yeah. she, like, bustles into her room, and she's like, nope, better to stay in here, dear. It's much safer. You mm-hmm. know, just stay in here forever. Forget anything that's out there. Just play with your toys and hang out. And so she kind of, like, shuffles her over to her...
1: Vanity. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And is like well look here's this bunny you love him and like hands it to her and Mm -hmm. here's this and here he just keeps bringing her things and starts like just kind of affixing them to her back and you can see she's gonna turn her into one of these like drunk ladies where just like everything is like attached to her and she's yeah piling more and more things on her and but sarah's like
1: still remembering something she's like i was looking for something but what was it yeah and then she sees her copy of The Labyrinth on her desk. Mm-hmm. And she reads the passage that she was trying to memorize at the beginning of the movie. And this must be the only line in the entire book. Yeah. But she says, Give me back the child, which reminds her, Toby, I have to save Toby.
0: Yeah. So she
1: starts taking things off of herself and slams them into the mirror, and all of the walls start crumbling. Yeah. And then there's Sir Didymus mm-hmm. and Ludo.
0: Yeah. A maiden. Yeah. Just like reaching through the water. She's like climbing out. She's like, yeah, Toby, I gotta get to Toby. Yeah. And they're right outside the Goblin City Mm -hmm. in the Goblin Slums. Yeah. And we see that Hoggle is like in the distance watching them. Mm -hmm. But they make it to the gates of the Goblin City. Yes. And Sir Didymus (laughs) tries to open
1: them. Yeah, there's a guard sitting next to the gates. Yeah, but he's asleep. He's very asleep. Yeah. Because Sir Didymus is like banging on the door <laughs> yeah. banging on the helmet of the guard yeah. and sarah's like didymus please be quiet right but he's like, like i'm not a coward
0: yeah i know he like because she like pulls him aside she's like didymus for the love of god but he's like okay for you fair maiden i would do anything but he says i'm not a coward like it's a you know she's like he's looking for like reassurance, reassurance it's just yeah. so, i'm not a coward she's like no and he says and my sense of smell is keen because, we forgot to mention it, but when they get to the bog, they're like, this place smells terrible. And he's like, I have the best sense of smell of all time and I don't think this place smells bad. Yeah, he's So like, it's like,
1: he can't smell, smell anything. Nothing. Yeah, Or he's just lived there for so long. Yeah, that could be too.
0: But just the, that's what he's worried about. And my sense of smell is keen? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, then I shall fight anyone anywhere, any place." And she's like, shut up! Stop <laughs> the fighting! Like, I know that you will fight anyone, it's fine. And he's like, alright, fine. But so they go inside. And there's nobody there
1: nope everyone's gone yeah weird it's quiet in there it's a little too quiet (laughs) yeah a little too (laughs) rad yeah and then suddenly like this big gate door thing yeah closed and it's like there's a half of a guy on either side of the door but then when it like comes together it's a whole guy right i don't I don't know, but he like comes towards them, and he has a huge X. He does. You know, it's I,
0: it speaks to the incredible mind, I think, of Jim Henson that it's hard to describe the things. Yeah, you know, you're like, it, what? It's you just got to see it,
1: <laughs> like, right? Yeah,
0: and I I just think that's cool. Yeah, you know, that he can come up with these crazy,
1: difficult to describe things. Yeah, these big old creations. Yeah.
0: So this is this giant like metal man yeah that is walking towards them mm-hmm. apparently his name is humongous
1: oh good yeah yeah
0: and then behind them like some big old spikes appear so they can't go that direction either like, right they're sunk basically
1: and ambrosius like runs off yeah and didymus yells at him yeah to come back i
0: know and
1: didymus spends this entire fight just yelling
0: yep to he... try
1: to get ambrosius to come back
0: doesn't help at all no. yeah he's just like ambrosius get back here you coward yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute. And then they have, I like that they keep switching back and forth between, like, an actual dog and a dog puppet.
1: Yeah.
0: And this is just, like, a dog puppet head just, like, Being, poking like, around and, like, quivering. Scared. He has, yeah. like, teeth chattering. And he's yeah. like,
1: I'm vicious. But suddenly, they see Hoggle running across the top of the wall, and he jumps onto the humongous guy. Mm-hmm. And he pulls off his helmet, and it's just a guy in there. Yeah. Who's, like piloting him. Yeah. Like in Men in Black. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a big old mech. Yes.
0: Basically. So then Hoggle's like, get out of there. And he jumps in there, tosses the guy out, who just like, clunk, lands. And he's like, oh, that was rude, and runs away.
1: The galaxy is on Orion's <laughs> Anyway, Hoggle is trying to drive Humongous, but he cannot get it to work. Mm-hmm. He does hit enough buttons to blow it up. Yeah. And he jumps off before he gets splitted. <laughs> exactly.
0: So then Hoggle says to Sarah, you know, I'm not asking to be forgiven. I don't expect that you will. I don't regret anything I did. Jareth made me do it, but I told you that I was a coward. And I don't expect you to like me or be my friend.
1: Yeah, but Sarah Sarah is immediately like, I forgive you. Yeah. And Dedimus calls him brave. Yeah. And Ludo says that they're friends. Yeah. Well, he says friends.
0: Friends. Yeah. And Sarah's like, also, here are your things back. And Hoggle's just like... (sighs) He's just like looking at everybody like, Trent, I am? We are? Oh, okay. So he's like, all right, let's
1: go kick some ass. Yeah. Roll kick some ass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he got a 14.
1: Oh, shit. How? I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, you know. You plus get two a 12. tough. Plus two tough. Absolutely. No, Hoggle does not have plus two tough. Anyway. No,
1: neither does anyone in our party.
0: Uh, apparently, while this movie was being filmed, one of the Hoggle puppets got lost on a plane.
1: Oh. And went on an adventure
0: went on an adventure it ended up at one of those stores in atlanta where they sell like abandoned luggage that's like been gone for too long oh you can just go buy
1: yeah yeah luggage
0: and just like what's well, in there i don't know but apparently like one of the clerks opened it and was just like what the fuck because <laughs> <laughs> there's just a hoggle puppet in yeah there, and, and is terrifying scary looking. yeah yeah but now it's on display at their museum
1: oh i know wait at whose museum
0: at the abandoned luggage store and wherever it is oh I they forget. have a museum mm-hmm. They're yeah, gonna say there's
1: things. a muppet museum and i was like no
0: that would be time. i want to go we would
1: absolutely go there we could go this place too it'd probably be
0: cool just but, to see hoggle yeah so they i guess they have you know if there are things that end up there for a long time or that they think are cool and they just put them on display so Hoggle yeah. puppet is there on display
1: that's fun i know so now
0: we're inside of the castle oh
1: yeah
0: there we are. and a guard has like run in to tell jareth that sarah has made it all the way He's like, the girl with the peach that forgot everything. And Jareth's like, yeah, I recall. What what about her? (laughs) Yes. He's like, well, she's here. Yeah. And she remembers. And
1: she's pissed. (laughs) Jareth's like, fuck. And she's all out of (laughs) bubblegum.
0: So Jareth like hands Toby to a goblin and is like, hide the baby. Mm -hmm. The rest of you. It's go time.
1: Yeah. Get into gear. Let's go. As they're walking through the city, Sarah's like, I think we're going to make it. Yeah. To which Hoggle says, oh, piece of cake. (sighs) which is a mistake as we learned because all the guards show up
0: yeah at once this is just the sheer number of puppets in this scene is incredible
1: yeah it's a lot it's cool yep didymus uh loses Ambrosius again Uh uh-huh gets he runs off gets chased by a bunch of guards sarah hoggle and ludo just kind of like stealth their way through the city
0: yeah they'll just like Pop into an alleyway and all the guards run past and they're like, okay, now go. And yeah, I'm like, they're like, there's
1: guys right behind you. Scooby-doing it. Very
0: much so. Yeah. yeah. But it's clearly like this puppet is affixed to this building and couldn't chase after you if he wanted to. Yes. Because we only have so
1: many guys. Yeah. We're running low on guys. Right? <laughs> their arms are all tired. <laughs> oh.
0: But the because gu- yeah, the guards are just kind of like waving their axes at them and not really doing anything. Yeah. But it's fine. But we do get, like, one group of goblins that has a cannon, and they fire a cannonball at them, and it hits a wall, and there's a tiny goblin in there, and he's like, did I hit something?
1: Yeah. So silly. That's funny.
0: Didymus has finally gotten Ambrosius to stop running and turn around because he's like, I'll never feed you again, and then we hear just, like, Skirt Yeah. And then he just, like, trots back in to
1: battle. mm mm-hmm.
0: Even though he's still very scared. He's still shaking. He's so cute.
1: Yeah. And I love him didymus and a goblin face off and he's like <laughs> surrounded basically by these dudes and he's like we've got them surrounded but it's yeah, just him i know being surrounded by other people but he does like they do this jousting thing and mm-hmm. he gets like the big bad guy onto the ground
0: yeah he tries to like triumphantly run off but instead he triumphantly hits his head on a sign yeah. and falls off of ambrosius who runs into a house yes
1: and uh Sarah and Hoggle have also hidden in a house. And Ludo is with them. And they're like, how's Ludo going to get in? Mm-hmm. So Ludo just opens the wall. Yeah. And goes in. Like, it's a dollhouse door. Right. And they make their way up to the top. It has sort of like a tower on it. Mm. And Ludo, like, pushes the roof off. And Sarah's like, Ludo, call the rocks. Yeah. And so he does. And uh Hoggle and Sarah are, like, down in the house, just hitting goblins as they try to come in the window. Mm-hmm. And Didymus is banging on the door of a house trying to get Ambrosius to come out when he realizes he's surrounded by goblins with spikes.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's like six of them all pointing their spears at him. And he says, so, had enough, have you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, then, throw down your weapons and I'll see that you're well treated. Yes. And this is the moment that, like, I've never noticed his, like, little spindly
1: legs he has like he's bow legged yeah they look
0: like almost like little fuzzy like cockroach legs. they're so thin yeah i'm like how does he hold up his bod (laughs) he doesn't that's why he needs ambrosius and he's wearing like kneecaps like he's just so silly yeah it just the top half of him looks very much just like a fox and it's like full and fluffy and he's got a big tail and then you see his like tiny little skinny (laughs) legs and they look so ridiculous
1: are those your real legs oh, I thought you were riding a chicken. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Yeah, so Ludo calls all the rocks, and they roll over all the goblins. Yeah. And they all run away. Yep. A bunch of them get bowling balled. One, like, more square rock, like, wobbles down and then falls on a guy that had a cannon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's very funny.
0: Yeah, there's just a lot of silly antics with, yeah, a goblins being blown up. One of the rocks rolls into like the mouth of a cannon right as he's about to fire it. It blows up the cannon instead, and then the guy like looks down at the cannonball with the little goblin leg like, sticking out of it, and he's like, I just fired you The goblin's like <laughs> Jareth is watching all of this from a high tower and yeah. it's it's
1: not looking good. No, they're not they're not doing great. Uh uh-uh. uh. But the group makes it to the doors. Yeah. And into the castle. Yeah. And There's a clock in there, because there's a clock everywhere. Convenient. And it's just like a few minutes till. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sarah is like, okay, I have to face him alone. Yeah. That's just the way it's done.
0: Yeah, they're like, why? We're we're
1: coming with you. And she says, no, that's that's the way it's done. Yep. And Didimus is like, well, all right, but if you need us, we're here.
0: Yeah. Hoggle says, yeah, should you need us? They're all just like, uh, just kind of standing there like- uh, yeah, like,
1: we want to We came you. so far. Yeah. yeah, we're
0: here to help you to the very end. And she's like, no, I have to do this part by myself. And they're like, all right, well, we're, we're here. Just yell if
1: you need us. Just call. And, you yeah. know, she
0: says, thank you. You know, all of you. And this scene is actually really cute, and I like it. Yeah. And then we get to this scene that takes too fucking long. So long. Where... Sarah finally finds Jareth in this very, like, M.C. Escher-esque room of, like, you know, that painting of all the staircases going every which way.
1: Oh, that's what it was. There's an M.C. Escher painting in her room. Yeah. Yeah, that I noticed earlier. Yeah. Yeah, and she's, like, standing on a ledge, and she can see Toby, but then Jareth is, like, underneath, Mm -hmm. like, mirroring her, basically. Right. Yeah, it's very disorienting.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of you know. Okay, she'll she'll run up this staircase, and then Toby's like on a wall, and she yeah. she just can't get to him because none of these these Things. staircases are all going in a bunch of right, different directions, yeah. and gravity has no meaning here.
1: And Jareth is singing a weird love song. Yes, it starts out, "How you turn my world,
0: you precious thing." It's just like, whoa, why? I'm trying to remember how the tune goes. It's way too high even for David Bowie. Yeah, he's, he's got a fairly impressive range,
1: but silly, this is
0: too high for him. He's just like. Uh, i don't remember the words but
1: anyway well he sounds silly he sounds silly is the point trying to do this like weird falsetto also there are so many parts where he's like Uh lip-syncing which is you know fine that's a normal thing to do in a movie but he doesn't look like he's like putting any effort into like notes that you know you would have to like yeah make a face for yeah he's like barely moving his lips right it's like,
0: you should be singing these parts for real so that it looks real. Yeah. Or, like, at least trying.
1: But he's not. No, he just ain't. Just sing it and take the sound out. Like Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But, you know, he's singing a weird song. Yeah. They're in an M.C. Escher place. Yeah. Sarah is finally just like, you know what? I'm not going to get there in a conventional way. I'm just going to jump. Mm-hmm. And so she does. Yeah. And she falls down a long time. Yeah. Does not land anywhere near Toby, but instead encounters Jareth, and he's, like, in his big owl clothing Mm -hmm. outfit. And this is the boss fight. Yep. There's, like, it's so, like, Nintendo 64 boss fight.
0: Oh, so much, because, like, as she's falling, the room, like, falls apart a little bit, so all the staircases disappear. They end up, like, in a platform circle with, like, columns. The stars are behind them. I mean, it is very much... And there's, like,
1: floating columns around it's like a fucking smash bros level absolutely
0: (laughs) yep (laughs) jirith tries some classic abebs tactics yes he says sarah i've done all of these things that you didn't ask me to do he says everything that you wanted i've done for you and because he starts out he says you know i have been very generous sarah but i can be cruel and she's like when the fuck have you been generous right he's like everything you asked me to do i did you asked for me to take toby away i did that I have bent time for you. I have, you know, done all of these things. And now I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of living up to your expectations of me, Sarah. Oh, because, yeah, he says, uh, you were frightened of me. So I was frightening. You know, like oh. you expected me to yeah. be scary. And so I was. Yeah. And it's just like, man, that's clearly not what she wants from you. I'm being a dick. But anyway, But he says, I'm, I'm tired of living up to your expectations. And I've been incredibly generous to you. You need to stop dicking around. But she's not having it. She just starts reciting the labyrinth at him. Right.
1: And he's like, wait, wait, wait. You could be my queen.
0: Yeah. He just kind of interrupts her and she's like, just keeps going. Well, not, you know, my kingdom is as great.
1: Yeah. But again, she can't remember that last line. Nope. And so Jareth says, just fear me, love me, do as I say, and I will be your slave. What? Uh, yeah. What? She, uh... Uh, what yeah. do you think that because he is like this projection of her imagination and he exists to like fulfill this like fantasy that she has mm-hmm. and she doesn't know what she wants and she's you know just like a young mess that that's why he doesn't make any sense maybe i'm yeah. giving the benefit of the doubt i yeah. think because i'm just like i don't know what he wants either
0: yeah Well, that's, again, like, all these contradictory things where he's just like, love me, fear me, do as I say, and I will be your slave. Yeah, that doesn't make
1: any sense. It can't be both ways. It can't be all four ways, my dude. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This isn't Skyline Chili. (laughs) You gotta pick something. (laughs) You get one.
0: But she, you know, she's stuck on, my kingdom is great. My kingdom. And I I don't think she remembers the next line so much as she is finally kind of realizing what Jareth is saying. And actually has the realization of, like, you have no power over me. Yes. You're, even right down here at the last, the 13th hour. Yeah. You know, the last minute where you supposedly have won, you're begging me to, like, let it go. and To let you win. You literally have no power over me. Right. And also that's the line that she needed. Yep. And so she says, you have no power over me. And he looks so disappointed. And then boom clock strikes 13 you know she says it again you have no power over me mm-hmm. and he throws the crystal ball in the air and he's gone into a flurry of capes and fabric and he turns into an owl that and also
1: takes too long way too long <laughs> so much flurry so much fabric yeah i'm like what is happening
0: so we didn't even get like a cool like animorphs transition of him turning into an owl so the taking this long Doesn't... unjustified yeah it's just suddenly they're in her living room the owl is in her living room mm. he flies out the door and it's midnight. Yep. And she's at
1: home. Yep. And she runs up to her parents' room to make sure that Toby is there. Mm-hmm. And there he is, being cute and sleepy. And
0: now she turns the light on and he's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> he's
1: like, <laughs> I, just, I just went to bed. Right. I've had a very stressful 13 hours. Right? <laughs> but yeah, she, she pats his head. Yeah. She gives him Lancelot and she's like, I want you to have him now. Yeah. She goes back to her own room and she's sitting at her vanity and there's like a bunch of like, I don't know, pictures of shit. Yeah, Her mom and David Bowie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and she takes those down and she's putting them in her drawer. She looks in her mirror and she sees Ludo behind her. Yeah. And she turns around and he's not really there. He's just in the mirror. Yeah. Ludo's saying goodbye. And Didymus says, remember, fair maiden, should you need us?
0: Uh-huh. And then
1: Hoggle appears and says, yeah, should you need us? Mm-hmm. You just have to let us know. Yeah. And she's like, well, I need you, Hoggle. Yeah. Sometimes in my life, for no reason at all, I need you.
0: Yeah. And he's like,
1: oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Why didn't you say so? And she turns around and there he is. And Didymus is there. And Ludo's there. And a bunch of other people that I'm like, I feel like some of these guys were trying to kill you. They but were. It's fine. They're here now. Yeah.
1: One of the they're all friends. chill fire dudes is there. Yeah. I'm like, get out of there. Right. <laughs> Maybe it was the cool one. Yep. Uh, Yeah. And then they're all there. The end. Hang and then we're out. listening
0: to the song from the beginning again is playing Underground.
1: Anyway, the end. The end.
0: None of the lyrics to any of these songs make any sense. No. They just don't. Chilly Chilly Down is the one that makes the most sense. Right. And that one has, like, intentionally silly lyrics in it. Yeah. I do. There's, like, one line that, like, it doesn't fit. Mm. Like, he's like, and I ain't got no real estate to bring me down. And he's just, like, trying to cram all the way. And you hear the people in the background, like, laughing. Because, like, I don't think they knew what was coming. And it just feels, like, very real and, like, silly. And I really like it. But, um none of none of this makes any sense no but it's fine
1: is it, uh, so it's a replay or rewind for you uh,
0: uh, you know yeah if someone said hey i'm i'm gonna watch labyrinth i'm not gonna be like no right it's the worst movie i've ever seen but like i i don't think i'd ever not gonna sit down sit down and watch it again yeah, yeah intentionally i don't think i would so. either so
1: if I had an urge to watch a movie like this, I would mm-hmm. rather watch Dark Crystal.
0: Yeah. Dark Crystal isn't as silly. Yeah.
1: There's not.
0: There's no songs in Dark Crystal, are there? mm So, I mean, but the songs in but this you one you can just listen
1: to the soundtrack I if you want. I think that's what I'm
0: going to do. I'm but, like, just... if I want,
1: like, a fantasy Muppet movie, yeah. I'm going to watch yeah. Dark Crystal. There are so
0: many better Muppet movies yeah. that I'm, I'm just not going to watch this one. You know? I put Chili Down on my 2021 playlist. I'm good. <laughs> that's all I need. That's all I need. Uh, did it make you cry? No, no. It almost got me a little bit, just because anytime somebody's like,
1: don't, "Don't
0: go," we'll be here if yeah. you need it. Yeah, that scene where they're all just like, yeah, so ready to go up the stairs after her, and she's like, "I can't," you know, I got it, and they're just like, "Well, okay, should you need us?"
1: Oh. Yeah, it's sweet.
0: It is. So it came out in nineteen eighty-six, mm-hmm. June twenty-seventh, nineteen eighty-six. Oh, it had a budget of twenty-five million dollars. It made twelve point nine million. Oh, Which so. I feel like this movie is generally beloved, but
1: yeah, maybe at the more time, as a cult classic. Yeah,
0: definitely not. Yeah, enjoyed. Uh, it has a seventy three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, though, so it that seems it's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, I would give it like a seventy. That's fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it two stars. He really liked the visuals. You know, he said it was like nice to look at, yeah. but he felt that the story was lacking and too long. And he said, you know, without a strong plot to guide it, it's just a series of incidents. Okay. Which I kind of get.
1: Yeah, for sure. I
0: think it's a very fine line between, like, plot and series of incidents. And this one is on the, more of the incidents
1: side. It has a plot. I agree. I mean,
0: the plot is, she's going through a weird labyrinth. Yeah. Weird things are going to happen. Yeah. It's just kind of
1: strung together with, yeah. Yeah. A series of events.
0: It's He just says it doesn't have a strong plot. So, I mean, okay, that's fair. Um. And apparently, he doesn't like it when movies have, like, nightmare elements in it. Like, when she gets into her room, and she's like, oh, it was just a dream. Because he says, nothing makes sense in nightmares, and therefore it's hard to care about what happens because literally anything could happen. So he's like, there's no sense of urgency, there's no sense of suspense, because yeah. you're like, well, I cannot possibly imagine all of the things that could happen because there are no rules, so I'm not even gonna bother trying.
1: Yeah, like, what- Am I supposed to be scared of? Yeah. It could be
0: anything. Yeah. And so he's just like, it's mentally exhausting to try and imagine the things that could be, you know, whereas like if you have. That's fair. Like a certain, you know, oh, the monster might be on the other side of that door or the whatever. You yeah. Know, so that does make sense. Yeah, absolutely. He did get something wrong. So got to throw in a Ebert watch here. Ebert watch. He says one of the key characters in this film is Toby, played by Toby Froud. Correct. Then he says, Froud is a midget who has been given a Muppet head to wear. Incorrect.
1: What?
0: Froud is Toby. Hoggle is being played by a woman named Sherry. Like, what? (laughs) So he gets Toby and Hoggle confused?
1: Okay. Like, I really just don't get it. Why doesn't he have anybody- Fact check his shit? Proofread anything. I really don't know.
0: But he goes on to say, although the head is a good special effects construction, I kept wanting to see real eyes and real expressions. The effects didn't add anything. He also says that Sarah teasingly wishes for the goblins to take Toby away, but I'm like, I think she's pretty malicious in that moment. You know, she is yeah. yelling at a baby. And yeah. she's like, I wish the goblins would take you away. And like, also, it's not teasing.
1: When she does need Toby, like, when she says she wants Toby back, it doesn't, it really never feels like it's because she cares for him. No. It's because she doesn't want to get in trouble.
0: No, I mean, she doesn't say i don't want to get in trouble she says he must be so scared yeah i just i don't feel any connection i don't like this baby honestly i don't know what it is about him he's not very cute sorry toby froud but like he's not a very cute baby he's just crying the whole time sarah doesn't seem to care about him that much so i I don't care about him that much. yeah he doesn't
1: have any personality he's just like a plot device right it's hard to like yeah i mean you care about him in the way that you don't want anything bad to happen to a baby
0: obviously yeah but like (laughs) this
1: baby and also like i guess it would be sad if his parents didn't see him again but like what so what if he turns into a goblin
0: yeah it doesn't seem that bad they seem to be having a good time so like like, for toby wouldn't be that fine i mean yeah the worst consequences sarah would have to explain that
1: the goblin king was missing (laughs) came and took the baby under her watch yeah
0: yeah uh, Gene Siskel was way harsher on this movie. He said, it was an awful film with a pathetic story, fair, much too complicated plot, and a visually ugly style. Ooh. Yeah. He also objected to the film's violent plot, saying, the sight of a baby in peril is one of the sleaziest gimmicks a film can employ to gain our attention,
1: but Henson does it. Damn. Yeah. But I don't feel like he's ever in peril. No, like, he's peril fine. is such a strong word.
0: Also which we keep coming back to gene siskel fucking loved baby's day out oh yeah and that baby is in peril what the
1: shit gene <laughs> so
0: like neither of these guys know what the fuck they're talking about from movie to movie there's no consistency here
1: yeah can i get yeah some consistency i don't yeah. understand i don't either what it's are like these watching
0: good? project runway all the fuck, over Fuck! i was
1: just gonna say that. <laughs> it's like what is this project runway <laughs> shut up michael kors <laughs> what do you want
0: Anyway, uh, of David Bowie's performance, Bruce Bailey said the casting of Bowie can't be faulted on on any count. He has just the right look for a creature who's the object of both loathing and secret desire. And it's true. It's like we were talking about. It, it's like, what is it about this man?
1: I wouldn't call it secret desire at all. That's fair. It's overt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, true. personally. Yeah. Yeah. We both were just like, David Bowie could. <laughs> Even in those weird high
0: waisted pants. Even then with the bad hair and the everything, his eyebrows drawn up to his hairline, all of it. Yeah. I still would. Following the film's mixed reception. So because the film got like such mixed reviews, Brian Henson said that this was the closest he'd ever seen Jim Henson to turning in on himself and getting quite depressed, which really makes me sad. Because this was the last feature film that Jim Henson directed before he died in nineteen ninety. But fortunately, he lived long enough to see it get released on VHS, and it did way better. Yeah. There. So he like it perked him up a little bit. Yeah, but good. Just the idea of Jim Henson being sad makes me very sad because right. he's perfect and had, can do no wrong.
1: The problem of his
0: movies not good
1: <laughs> with this movie was not the Muppets, no, or any of the puppetry. Nope. It's just a story.
0: Yeah. And the songs being crammed in there. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah it's it's true but still you know it's got his name on it right it didn't do very well yeah absolutely so. uh some a little bit about the actors toby as we said before is played by toby froud who's the son of brian froud who was, was the concept designer
1: wearing um head wearing, wearing a head yeah right
0: yeah uh concept designer for this movie and also the dark crystal the original script called for his name to be freddy but because he's a baby he only responded to his own name <laughs> oh so they had to start calling him toby yeah
1: which i'm like it's a again, baby it's fine
0: no i mean yeah totally and toby's a cute name but also you could be you know there's it's not like he has lines so you could just be like freddy and then cut to a scene where you've just yelled toby and then he could turn around it's not that hard maybe it magic people was in the 80s i don't know maybe so this is his only acting credit but he's worked in special effects for a few things including the dark crystal tv show oh so he does a lot of cool stuff that's now. fun yeah uh, a huge list of people tried out for the role of sarah i'm not going to read the whole thing because i only recognize about half of them so i'll just tell you who i know sure helena bonham carter okay jane krakowski who's that she is uh jenna maloney jenna maroney on 30 rock
1: oh okay yeah if you saw her you'd
0: recognize her for sure uh sarah jessica parker who (laughs) (laughs) laura dern ali sheedy mia sarah and marissa Tomei. oh cute all auditioned for this role and then like a couple other people uh, Jane Krakowski, Ali Sheedy, and a girl named Maddie Corman were all highly considered, but then Jennifer Connelly obviously got it. Nice. Uh, the character of Jareth also underwent some significant developments during the early stages. Originally, he was supposed to be a puppet creature in the same vein as the goblin subjects. Yeah. And when they get to the end, uh, Sarah is just like, you're not a man, you know, you're just a-. and she like just kicks him until he turns into a tiny little goblin creature and like scurries away oh yeah (laughs) basically but then they decided that the role should be played by a live actor and they initially considered maybe kevin klein or this man named simon mccorkendale which i only include because his name is simon McCorkindale.
1: (laughs) and i wanted to say it out loud yes and now you've said it twice
0: (laughs) it's so much fun but then he was like no you know what i want a big charismatic star who could change the film's whole musical style and so he also considered sting prince Mick jagger and michael jackson and then they finally went with david bowie prince prince would have been tight yeah uh david bowie was like i'm gonna write all the songs myself (laughs) and they were like you know what go for it yeah Henson said, I wanted to put two characters of flesh and bone in the middle of all these artificial creatures, and David Bowie embodies a certain maturity with his sexuality, his disturbing aspect, all sorts of things that characterize the adult world. Last actor fact is just that one of the fiery gang is voiced by Kevin Clash (gasps) and voiced Elmo.
1: Have you seen Being Elmo? Yeah. I watched it twice. Yeah. Made me cry both times. Yeah. (laughs) I love Kevin Clash. I know. (laughs) Me too.
0: And now, finally, what we all are here for, because it's a Muppet movie. bum bump Puppet facts! Some puppet facts! So Hoggle consisted of Sherry Weiser, who was a tiny person inside of the suit mm-hmm. with a Muppet head on. But her, like, jaw was not connected to it at all. She just did his, you know, body movements and his limping around and whatever. And then also, four puppeteers, led by Brian Henson, controlling 18 motors inside the face rig. Whoa manipulating a mechanical mitt on his right hand henson controlled hoggle's jaw movements and provided the voice
1: so how did he have his hand inside her inside the head of the mask while she was wearing it
0: yeah no i think he was like elsewhere with like a remote control just like mitt that he like opened and shut like it was a mouth and it controlled hoggle's mouth because then a different guy had another mitt that provided like more fine-tuned lip movements
1: how do you do that to, like together how do you work together like that right <laughs> that's so cool
0: well then a third puppeteer had a fingertip joystick lever to control hoggle's eyes and eyelids huh? and then a fourth had a similar mechanism to animate his eyebrows and a foot pedal to control the skin around his eyes what? so there's just like so much happening the puppeteers had to rehearse together for weeks and like anticipate each other's movements they just had to like become one person basically because yeah. they were controlling this face
1: <laughs> that just... just makes me think of the Power Rangers when they all like morph together to become the Megazord. But yeah <laughs> they're just they just become a goblin's face.
0: <laughs> yep. They're all just all four of them on top, and then like Sherry Heiser and her tiny body holding them all <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh one of the reasons why Hoggle is always like groaning and like making noises is just so that his mouth would be open so Sherry Heiser could see where she was going.
1: oh Yeah.
0: Which is really cute. Yeah. Uh, both jennifer connelly and david bowie said at the beginning they had like a lot of trouble focusing and like interacting with the puppets because their voices were coming from like a completely different
1: oh yeah you know
0: behind them or off to the side and they're like it was really hard to not not look in that direction but they said by the end of filming they were like yeah it got really easy Mm -hmm. and you just interact with these creatures and they're just real to you and you just run around um upon his first like creation the ludo like whole rig weighed over 100 pounds and jim henson was like absolutely not that's too much for a person to carry around yeah it's impossible take it back (laughs) do it again yeah so they reconstructed the whole thing and they got it down to 75 pounds oh my god (laughs) and he's like that's better but like woof so it's still too heavy for one person so they had two different guys who split it up they would take turns ron muick and rob mills were both like yeah in their operating and it also it had a tiny like video camera in one of his horns that mm-hmm. fed down to a tv in his stomach so that the puppeteer inside could see where they were going oh my god i know so just like i don't know just completely remote It just seems wild like working on all this shit just seems so like
1: i know
0: you know like when you're watching it you know how much goes into it or you can at least be like wow yeah a lot of work but it's like it's so much more than that than you even it just expect like, yeah it's crazy
1: it's crazy. But
0: yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's Muppety and the Muppets are all great and they're fun, but I don't know. The rest of it is so disjointed.
1: Yeah, the writing. Mm-hmm. It's wild that Dark Crystal came out in 82 and this came out in 86. Yeah. I just feel like that's so much work. Yeah. From one movie to the next.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, to just to make all the puppets, you know, to like have this concept and then construct all of these puppets that alone is just like there's so much and then like set building and you know all the work that has to go into them like working like sometimes it to... takes
1: you know that long just to make a normal movie without puppet like from beginning to you yeah. know like from writing to yeah to release yeah it's crazy yeah that's so much no wonder jim henson never saw his kids
0: <laughs> i was like well we got to go work with dad yeah. just so we get to hang out with him sometimes
1: yeah truly it's the only way
0: anyway uh that's it tight i mean that's not it there's a lot more
1: that's yeah all I yeah i mean it's like one of those cult classics that you know i'm sure there are books about that you could find if you wanted to mm-hmm. documentaries mm-hmm. things of that nature
0: yeah it's really interesting it underwent a lot of changes like from beginning concept to the way it looked at the end Yeah. because you know originally they didn't have david bowie on board and mm-hmm. so like the songs i think there weren't songs or they were like completely different yeah and i mean terry jones was like the way the movie looks by the end is pretty unrecognizable from the script that I wrote. He's listed as the only writer, but he's like, I don't really recognize this movie anymore. Because they yeah. had to change a lot of it to fit David Bowie's songs.
1: Yeah. Like, he didn't want them... So he didn't write it with, like, David Bowie no, in mind?
0: not at all. I think he his original concept was the Goblin King was another puppet, and it was just, right. like, a little man. And then they went and changed it. He's like, I mean, whatever, but... Um, he didn't want them to show the castle right away because he was like it loses his oomph if you see it right away but then they were like well we have to we've got david bowie so we have to keep cutting to him so we have to show you the castle and right we have to include this man that has all this star power so
1: you know i mean it's interesting
0: to see what the original script looked like
1: done it otherwise but yeah they can show him without showing the castle i agree but yes all right well we did it
0: we did it thanks for being here thanks for listening yeah
1: yeah, it was great. It was good for me. Was it good for you?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, I had a great time. Okay, good.
1: I'll call you next week. Probably. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, in the meantime, you can find us on the internet. We're on Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast. We are on Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast. We're on Twitter at Replay Rewind Pod. Or you can email us at Replay at gmail.com
0: you want to check out our other episodes you can do so on stitcher spotify google apple search for it maybe we're there probably if you have the ability to like or rate or subscribe or just you know share an episode or two with your friends tell them about it that would be super helpful we would appreciate it very much It's just the two of us making this podcast so you know anything that you do helps us out absolutely if you would like to help us out financially you can go to our patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast Um, we put out an episode every week if you're in the five dollar tier you get three episodes a month if you're in the eight dollar tier you get four episodes a month one every single week of the month it's crazy
1: wow amazing
0: wow we do a whole extra movie every month if you're on like the upper tiers where we pick a movie that you know is from the right time frame but it's not a kid's movie Mm -hmm. we rewrite movies we do some deep dives into cool stuff that we're into We'll send you a sticker. We'll shout out your name on the show. It's fun.
1: We'll say nice things about you. We will. If you send us enough money, yeah, and, for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, you know, I'll say whatever you want.
0: You can write a paragraph and I'll read it.
1: Yeah, Backwards. about you,
0: backwards, in whatever <laughs> voice you want. You know, I'm open. I'm I'm buyable is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We are for sale. <laughs> Absolutely. In the meantime, stay spooky, cheese bags,
0: and don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay. yeah so he was born in 47 and this movie came out in
1: 86 86. so he was 20 no he was almost 40 40 i'm bad
0: at math (laughs) jesus christ
1: (laughs) i was trying to make it better um So he
0: was was born in 47. There's no way he was 20. Shut up. I'm taking this out.
1: (laughs) I'm making fun of you. Yeah, You have to edit this episode. So good. I can take this. (laughs) Shut up, you bog. (laughs) (laughs) Later, bogs. (laughs)